tell you what, let's just do this. There we go. It's exciting, isn't it? Coming up on the show, uh, it doesn't matter, but you know people with contact lenses... Oh, it's that one again. I don't want that one. Why won't it play the top of the... Um... Why won't it play the, um, this? Why won't it play the top of our? Hang on. What's going on? Let's try this. There we go, we're in. But I've still only got one ear. No idea what's going on. It doesn't matter. It could be the headphones. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's still one in, mate. Anyway, stuff and ting. Um, brap. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, increasing calls for closure of Bedfordshire Immigration Centre, alleged Aylesbury abuse victim to continue giving evidence and former England star linked with Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's increasing pressure for the new government to shut down the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire. Campaigners are hoping that hundreds of people join them for a demonstration there next month. More from Matt Lockwood. Yarlswood, which holds nearly 400 detainees, has been plagued by damning accusations since it opened in 2001. Earlier this year, a Channel 4 documentary exposed the racist, sexist and generally abusive and degrading language towards detainees. Hundreds of protesters are expected to attend the demonstration next month, calling for the closure of Yarlswood. Among those supporting the campaign is the Bedford Conservative MP, Richard Fuller. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The woman, referred to as Girl A, has been explaining how she first met one of the defendants. Eleven men deny a total of 49 offences. Peter Cook was in court. She met the first defendant called Vikram Singh from Aylesbury, who's married with two children, when she was around 11 years old in the marketplace in Aylesbury, which takes place on a Wednesday. Now, soon afterwards, he approached her in Woolworths and gave her his phone number. A short while afterwards, he took her to the cinema where he allegedly sexually assaulted her. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. Scotland Yard has revealed that a significant amount of high-value property was seized in raids in London and Kent. Those detained range in age from 43 to 76. A man is due to be sentenced next month after admitting murdering a Harfordshire woman who had obtained a restraining order against him. 44-year-old Matthew Keogh of No Fix address pleaded guilty to murdering Sally Campion in Bishop Stortford in July last year. The 45-year-old woman died of head injuries. On the second day of his historic visit to Ireland, Prince Charles is going to visit the village where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1979. Yesterday, he shook hands with the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams. Jonathan Moore is an expert in Irish affairs at London Metropolitan University. I imagine it will be for him a very, very difficult moment. Also, difficult for Sinn Féin. They have moved hugely during this peace process. And if you said to me 25 years ago or 20 years ago that Gerry Adams and Martin McGuinness would be shaking hands with members of the royal family, I'd have laughed at you. Four people have been arrested on suspicion of immigration offences after a group of people were seen jumping from the back of a parked lorry at the Toddington service station on the M1 in Bedfordshire. It happened at 7am yesterday morning. A police dog and the police helicopter were used to round up the suspects. In sport, the former England striker's Teddy 
Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Westley still being in charge. Stevenage are not commenting on reports that West Ham, where the former Spurs and Manchester United star is on the coaching staff, have allowed Sheringham to speak to them. The weather, sunshine and showers again, but not as heavy or as widespread as yesterday. A maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Your professionalism uh, embarrasses us all here on this show. I mean, I'm going to start flipping show thing. Right, coming up on the show... Never trust somebody who wears contact lenses. What else are they lying about? Dealey's taking it to the streets. And also, we've been playing this all morning. Will we get a correct answer? Who is the actor named after a rhino? 08459 455555. Yes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three. We are down the rabbit hole. Oh, we've got a call. Quiz question. It's been going all morning. Good morning, Thomas. Uh, good, good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm Thomas. I'm um, I'm very, very well this morning. I tell you what's confusing me this morning, Thomas. Um, and I know you've have you been listening all morning? Uh, well, I, I I was listening to the previous show. Okay. Uh, Kate, Kate, uh, Kate. Okay. Kate, Kate Rome. Uh, who? Room, okay, called. and I'm sorry about that. But what's confusing me, Thomas, is have you have you looked out? Have you been outside yet, mate? I am outside now. I'm just walking in to walk. Tell me, um, tell me what you see. I see. See what you Ma- see. Maylands, Maylands Avenue. Well, don't tell, well, don't tell us the streets. I was doing Roy Walker. See what you see. I see green grass. Yeah. No, but look up. What do you see? Sky. Yeah. What kind of sky? Blue. Exactly. Sunny. Sunny, very sunny. Yes. Blue, sunny sky. What's the temp like, Tom? About uh, 56. 56. It's cold, isn't it? Quite. quite. So how does that work? Uh, This is a serious question for all you meteorologists and scientists and sun fans out there. How does it work? It's sunny, but it's cold. Wagwan, Thomas. Um, That means... uh... Sunny but cold. Uh, yeah, yeah. How does that work, though? I don't know. Anyway, you've called in. What? Who's the actor named after a yeah, rhinoceros? I, 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 I think it's Rhino Neal. This is Rhino Neal. Oh no, Thomas! It was Hulk Hogan. Oh dear. Thanks for playing. No problem. No problem. Ta-ta. 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 No, me neither. Me neither. Oh well. Oh eight four five nine four double five etc.
going to find a little squirrel today? Never! Good morning, sir. Daylight come and I wanna go home. Breaks my heart to see the city. Wonder why it ain't pretty. We're not giving it to you on a plate this morning, guys. You've got to work for it. You've got to work for it. No easy listening with us today. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I never trust somebody who has contact lenses. Poor quoi, I'll tell you shortly. But before that, campaigners are stepping up the pressure on the government to shut down the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre. A number of groups will be joining forces to demonstrate outside the facility in Bedfordshire next month. Meanwhile, investigations into three separate incidents involving alleged mistreatment of detainees continue. Catherine, you've got more details. Uh, Yarlswood, we keep coming back to it. What's, uh, what's been going on? Yeah, it holds nearly 400 detainees. Since it opened in 2001, it's been dogged by some serious allegations. Now, last year, a mental health nurse spoke out about the way the women that are being kept there were being treated. Noel Finn told uh, the BBC that personal problems are often written off as attempts to delay deportation and that some staff were behaving inappropriately towards female detainees. Here's what he told us about one woman in particular. I was told that an individual had gone into her room and had sexually um, interactions with her. The officer made it very clear to me that there was an investigation um, and he made it very, very clear to me that she had been assaulted and that she had allowed it. It was one of those things which I was quite surprised at. You do not cross that line, it's as simple as that. They're vulnerable individuals. Now, one of our reporters also spoke to a former detainee, Celia, and she backed up Noel Finn's concerns. There was one guard. Um, he came to my room and he touched me inappropriately. And uh, I pushed him away and he left. But. I later find out that he was actually sleeping around with other women. Uh, then there was the Channel 4 documentary, wasn't there, that uncovered more abuse? Yeah, that was pretty recent. They used covert filming to expose racist, sexist and generally abusive and degrading language towards detainees. Now, you'll remember that some officers were shown referring to detainees as animals, suggesting they were evil and encouraging others to go in and beat them up. Um, now, that led to two officers being suspended. And more recently, another officer was suspended following a protest staged outside the bedroom of a Kenyan asylum seeker was about to be deported. They were talking about use of excessive force in that case. All right, so it's, it's against this backdrop that this demonstration is taking place. Yeah, hundreds of protesters are expected to attend the event, which is set to take place on June the 6th. It will be the biggest demonstration since children were held inside Yarlswood, according to the campaigners. Now, the main aims of this demo are to demand better treatment for detainees and actually the eventual closure of the centre. We're told it will be a peaceful protest with a festival feel. Um, pressure groups including oh. Movement for Justice, Liberty and Women for Refugee Women 
are fundraising to arrange transport so protesters from all over the country can join in next month. Um, also, prominent political figures will be in attendance, ranging from the likes of Natalie Bennett, the Green Party leader, to Bedford's Conservative MP Richard Fuller, who will be speaking to you later on. Uh, and the Home Office, what have they said? We've had a statement. Um, it's vague. Detention oh. and removal are essential elements of an effective immigration centre a system, but we are committed to treating all detainees with dignity and respect. We want to ensure that the health and well-being of all detainees is safeguarded at all times, which is why the Home Secretary commissioned the independent review of detainees' welfare by the former prison's ombudsman, Stephen Shaw. So I guess we'll have to wait for the outcome of that review before the Home Office refused to come on again and send us another statement, Ian. When everybody's heard about the bird. You've got to work this morning, guys. Seriously. I'm not handing it to you on a plate. Coming up, why you should never trust someone in contact lenses. I've been thinking about this a lot. Liars, they're liars. Liars! Guys? 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 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's looking very quiet so far through the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout, but expect delays there while those are going on. In Standon on the Stortford Road, there are roadworks at the High Street, which could also cause some delays. And in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, the temporary traffic lights there just before the leisure centre could also cause it to be slower as it starts to get busier. But it's looking fine so far on the speed sensors. And on the cameras on the motorways, it's still looking very quiet. And no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Hey, Sammy, you've got a bit of a cold. Old, mate. Can you tell? Yeah, because you sound really bummed up. Like, I can't go doors at that. Like a person on a plane. Sorry? 
Like why, why would a person on a plane on hold plane? their nose? Because then it sounds like they're on a plane. No, it doesn't. How, hang on a second, hang on a second. This has got... Why? So, hang on. What? Well, when you're not on a plane and you're pretending to be on a plane, you hold your nose. No one has ever done that before in their lives. That's when you're try pretending it, to be... Fra- well, that's when you're pretending to be Frank Sidebottom. Oh, blimey, boss. I don't sound like I'm on a plane. You do, though. No, I... What? No, I don't. <laughs> For it to sound like I was on a plane, it would need to... Uh, right, hang on. Catherine, say that you're on a plane. I'm on a plane. It's, that's what it is. No, but you've got to do that oh. and the and exit is on your right, and then you'll know if you do that speech. Hang on, that they nobody... Do. The speech. <laughs> they do the speech. No, but they're not holding their noses. That's because they don't need to because they're on a plane. Flipping heck, mate. I mean... What? Whatever um, um, a cold medicine she is on, I want uh, several of those rolled up into cigarette form, please. Wowzers. 6.17, we're down the rabbit hole. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. And the former England striker, Teddy Sheringham, is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. Blimey! BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio what happened to my computer i can't find um um this the um audio search don't work for me no more the audio search don't work for me just oh boss listen you you've got that all to come when we move into our new studio um. shiny Dunstable next month, you won't be able to find nothing. Oh, flipping it. I hate life. <laughs> what you got for? I've been told I have to come to you in medium or? Well, you've been talking about contact lenses this morning. Oh, and the fact mate. That, uh, you know. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> if you were, and I, this, this, I've been thinking about this theory a lot over the past 24 hours when I first eschewed it. If you wear contact lenses, you're a liar. What, el- what else are you lying about? There's a picture yeah. today. Right. Picture in the... Um, let me find this, because this is actually very, very important. 08459 555. I'm not wrong. Page f- I'm right. I'm not wrong. It's no, one you're of the catchphrases. Right. You're right. Page four of the Daily Mail. There's Ed Miliband on an aeroplane, sitting behind a woman in a cowboy hat. Why would you wear a cowboy hat on an aeroplane, woman? <laughs> She's not a tart. She's not a tarty woman. She's no. like a normal woman. Probably, I'm going to guess from that photo, 47. Wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> but there's Ed Miliband. I'm thinking, well, he looks a bit different. Oh, hang on. That was the chair. 
hang on a minute, he's got spectacles, he's wearing glasses. Yeah. I'm glad that guy didn't win the election, because he's a liar. I didn't know he wore glasses. He didn't wear glasses once in his election campaign. Yeah, he's yes. a, if he was going to lie about his eyesight, what else was he going to mm. lie about? Weapons of mass destruction, Tony Blair. You are bang on I, the money. Bang on the money. Bang oh, wait, on four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I'm right, I'm not wrong. Yeah. Mm. That's my catchphrase and my dramatic music. <laughs> Do you want to hear that again? Yeah, please. I'm right, I'm not wrong. Ooh. Boss. Yes. On the streets this morning. Yes, mate. It's already getting tense Is with it people. Off? It's kicking off with people who wear contact lenses who are oh. denying the truth yeah. about them being liars. Uh, go on, go on. You ready for this? Yes, mate, I am. Here's a lady this morning on a coach getting harassed coach. because she wears contact lenses. I put it to you that you're a liar. Why is that? Why do you say I'm a liar? You're tricking the truth. Well, I need to look good. <laughs> and it makes and I these doesn't make me look good, I'm afraid. Okay. But when you do wear your contact lenses, yeah. would you admit that, that you're a liar? No. I'm not lying. You sure? Yeah. Why do you say I'm a liar? Because you, you're tricking the truth, aren't you? You're, you're hiding behind something. You're giving a, a vision to the, the public which is not hey, true. I don't know. No comment on that. Thank you. Exactly. No, no comment, comment yes, on that. She's you. tricking the truth. Yes. We'll speak soon, Justin. Thank you. Stay there. Mr. Pleasant, how is Mrs. Pleasant? I hope the world is treating you right, and your head's in the air, and you're feeling so proud, cause you're such a success, and the whole wide world is on your side.
now, weed us some pet. It's a great hole. Justin, the vibe is strong with this one. It is very, very strong. Do you know very what? I hate, I hate it when people say no comment because mm. that just means, you know guilty. what? I'm right and you are wrong. Yeah. You are guilty as guilty. charged. Guilty. Right. What it means is guilty mm. and you haven't got the intelligence or the gojones mm. to defend yourself. Absolutely. Jeez. Uh, before we start, Justin, one thing. Good morning, sir. Oh, that means a lot. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Do you know a liar in your life? Someone who's tricking the truth? A contact lens wearer? <laughs> now, the RMT is... <laughs> There's a lovely... Con- strong phone in. Oh, mate, isn't it, isn't it though? Is oh, it? And do you know great. what? The two, the two women that I work with, the two mm. ladies, they, they've got a bit of a cop on. And I've worked out why. Oh, are they wearers? They're both wearers. Oh. They're wearers. Yeah. You're, you're truth tricksters, or as be. I like to call you, liars. I'd like to say that I don't mind if people know I wear contact lenses. But then why don't but, you wear glasses? But I can't get on with glasses. Oh, but what do you I, mean you can't get fault. on with glasses? It's not my fault contact lenses are clear. They're clear so I can see. What, glasses aren't? Gla- no. What do you mean what do you, glasses aren't clear? Are you nuts? <laughs> I'm Kelly, we're going to have to end it there. <laughs> we're going to have to end it there before you put forward actually quite a strong argument that I'll struggle to deal with. Uh, but um, you go- we'll come back to that after half past, Justin. Yeah, I think so. Glasses are- Did Kelly Betts just say glasses aren't clear? Is that what you just no. said? Yes. I'm going to be looking out for glasses on the streets this morning. Um, Have they got mud across them um, or something? Kelly, why are you in such a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. All right. I'm just picking up a vibe. We'll talk to her after half past six about this glasses aren't clear nonsense she was banging on about. You did say that, didn't you? Didn't you? No. Why are you in such a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. Where do you, where do you keep your glasses? It's so close to my home. And- oh! Now, the RMT is warning that train services could be brought to a standstill next week. Well, they've got a minute for this now. If planned strikes go ahead. The union is involved in last-minute talks with rail bosses in a bid to reach an agreement before members walk out. Dealey, what's the RMT's beef? Come on, what do you think this is over? It's over money, it's over pay. Uh, Network Rail, they've offered a pay package, but the RMT union says it falls well short of the sum required to maintain living standards. well short, That is well short! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To maintain living standards, job security and working conditions for their members. Negotiations with the conciliation service, ACAS, they've been ongoing but unsuccessful in avoiding strike action so far. What's the plan, Just? Well, the plan is uh, the strike action begins on bank holiday at 5pm and it lasts for 24 hours. So that means commuters going back to work on Tuesday, they're going to have an absolute nightmare. And funny enough, I'm actually outside Luton train station at the moment. No signs as yet, but uh, if this does go ahead on Tuesday, getting to work, that is going to cause all sorts of problems. <laughs> I like the way you say fun enough, I'm yeah. outside a train station. Yeah. Well, you're there because this is the, because it's a story about you. It's not coincidence. Well, I, did, I just came you down didn't to just turn signs. up at the train station. There, there are go. no signs, boss. There are no signs. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. <laughs> Justin going to know the answer to this next question. <laughs> 
Are they likely to find a resolution before next week, Just? What do you think? What's, what, what's your personal vibe, man? Uh, my personal vibe is uh, no, I don't think they will. I mean, okay. at this stage, it's not looking great. Yeah. Uh, Network Rail, they're currently threatening another union, the TSSA, with legal action over their strike ballot, okay. whilst the RMT ballot hasn't been challenged, and this will probably be seen as provocative to the unions during these talks. Which, so which talks the moment, are these? These are the conciliation talks. Thank you. Okay. Uh, just. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Good morning, sir. Uh, we'll talk to you after half past about liars and uh, truth tricksters, yeah, if I'm that's okay. Yeah, i look for some Thank more. Thank you, mate. Yes. yes. You'll be able to tell them because I look suspicious. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, Justin. Ta-ta. Bye. 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 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the North Circular Road, queues are starting to build up between the East End Road Tunnel and the A1 and Leeds Corner. But looking at the M25, that's still moving very well and no reports of any problems on the M1 or the A1M. In Hitchin, though, on Stevenage Road, there's roadworks going on at White Hill Road, which could cause some delays. And in Hamel Hempstead on Queensway, there's water mains works going on at Allendale, which could also cause some queues as it starts to get busier. Looking at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems there. But London Overground reporting minor delays between Wilton Junction and Richmond because of freight trains. Faulty. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha Bruff? Yes. Why are you doing the. Yeah, why are you doing the. um, This is weird. Can I ask you a personal question? Well, um, it's on the radio though. Yeah, well, it's. Okay. Why are you doing the travel from an aeroplane today? What's that all about? (laughs) Well, because I've got to see the traffic from the sky. That's how it's done. Wow. Then there's a button. Hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Arleswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. They're calling on the new government to close the centre. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The 11 men deny a total of 49 offences. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. And four people have been arrested on suspicion of immigration offences after a group of people were seen jumping from the back of a parked lorry at the Toddington service station on the M1 in Bedfordshire at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. More from Jeff Doyle. Reports suggest that West Ham have allowed Sheringham to speak to Stevenage about the manager's job at the Lamex. The former Manchester United and Spurs forward is currently an attacking coach at Upton Park. If he were to be given the job, it would be his first management position. Current Stevenage boss Graham Wesley is out of contract at the end of this month. He told Three Counties Sport after the semi-final playoff defeat last week that he might not be at the club next season. Stevenage aren't commenting on his position. Raheem Sterling won Liverpool's Young Player of the Year award at a ceremony last night. Just 24 hours after it emerged, he will ask to leave the club. Some fans booed as he left the stage. Spurs striker Harry Kane is expected to be named in the England Under-21 squad this morning for this summer's European Championships. And there's one Premier League game this evening as Arsenal host relegation threatens Sunderland. In cricket, England complete their preparations for the first test against New Zealand, which starts tomorrow at Lords. Caretaker coach Paul Farbrace says he'd like the job full-time. 
It'd be very hard to say no to it, wouldn't it? It really would. When I took over a week or so ago, obviously it was in difficult circumstances and I was very disappointed for Peter that, you know, he was moved on. But you're in a situation where you're working with your national team. I left the Sri Lankan job to come back to England because I wanted to work with the England cricket team. And in rugby, coach Stuart Lancaster names his England World Cup training squad this lunchtime. Saracen's teenager, Maro Itajay, is set to be called up just a year after playing for Old Albanians in St Albans. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven.
Three Counties Radio. Is it, is it the anniversary of emojis or something? Because the emojis are in the papers. They're huge right now. What's the difference? Let me speak to a young person. Kelly. Hello. What's the difference between emojis and emoticons? I don't know. Okay, thanks very much for calling. PR. Huh? PR. Yeah. So it's, um, it's the. Um, and why are they in all the papers? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. matter why they're in the papers, but they're in all the papers, and the Mirror here have got the 25 uh, um, the, the best, craziest, I don't know, emojis. And there's a picture of a poo, pile of poo is at number three, C- can seem the most pointless icon, not if you've got two young boys, it can't, <laughs> but it's often the most useful. If I say you're at a bad party and someone asks how's it going, you send that. The crystal ball, um, praying hands, tax... Now, the thing about emojis... They're racist. Because they're not on all shades. Well, there's an Indian man in a turban. I've not seen a black woman. I mean, I've seen a black woman, you know... In real life. Not an emoji. Mm. There's not... Kelly's checking now. There's not a black... No, I'm not checking. I know there isn't. But apparently they're going to bring some out. Yeah. Well, why why, why is it taking so long? People power, obviously. But emojis are racist. That's why I refuse to use them. Is it because they're invented by the Japanese? Well, the Japanese are very racist. The Japanese, they sell these things, OK? When we, I had to buy some pants in Japan. Mm. Um, and they sell these things, and then they're called black man pants. Oh. No, honestly. And what do they do? They, you know, enhance. They enhance. Mm-hmm. And they, the Japanese are a, a, a very racist But is it country. because they're not very integrated over there? Yeah, but is, they're not very integrated because they're, they're racist. racist. Right. That's the ipso facto, half must be. But that's why I refuse to use emojis. I will not condone any racist organisation or telecommunication system. So, no thanks, not at all. OK, so right, so they're bringing in the black man. Chinaman? Don't think so, mate. Don't think so. It's just outrageous. Who is this? I mean, oh, technically, there's no white people. I mean, they're all kind of beige, aren't well, let they? Me have a look. No, well, they're yellow, aren't they? Let me have a little look. Hang no, on a second. they're beige. Beige? Mm. You, you, they get shades of beige and yellow. Mm, let me have a little look. Yeah, I'm going to send her in I, I thought there was a light brown. They go to me in mo- Right, so there's yellow. There's a, a, gen- a Sikh... Gen- no, there are white people. Yeah. Uh, white, white, red, yellow, dead... Alien. They've got aliens. Fingers. Uh, couples. They've got old people. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kelly's just sent me a text. Thank you, mate. They've even got soldiers. They've got a uh, gay couple. There we go. Um, soldiers, shoes, but no black people. Racist. Racist emoticon emojis. What you got in the papes? Do they make waterproof hearing aids? That's... I hope not. Well, I... well, I don't want deaf people swimming. No, not deaf people. Hmm? Seals. Oh, the is he noise still around. Hey, here's the thing. Sorry, sorry. You know we're talking about um, truth tricksters, the liars that don't that don't wear glasses and they hide the fact that they're short sighted by wearing um, contact lenses. And it makes just makes you think. As I'm sure it makes both of you think. If you had the common sense, what else are they lying about? Tony Blair probably wore contact lenses. Weapons of mass destruction. 
And it was a lie. So what else? They, Ed Miliband, it turns out, wears glasses. Well, how have I only just found this out after I may or may not have voted for him? I should have known that before. OK, Chucker Amuna probably wore glasses. That's why he pulled out of the le- Labour leadership thing. Because he thought, oh, blimey, they're going to find out I wear contact lenses. So... I wear contact lenses. Oh, you Would you like me, me to wear a T-shirt that says I wear contact lenses? I'd like you to be honest and wear glasses, lenses. mate. Well, supposing you're wearing a T-shirt no, saying I, I wear contact on. lenses, ironically, you've never even heard of the remote. My Ramones. face is too small for glasses. Would you be no. so stupid? I look they like, make, look who's talking. No, they make them for babies. They could probably make you a pair. You look like despicable me. <laughs> Minions! Um, so why was I saying that? Because I wear them as well. Oh, no, because we went swimming the other day. Uh-huh. That's handy if you've got contact lenses in. Oh, no. Impossible if you've got specs on. There, were, there was a fella in the swimming pool with, with glasses on. I thought That's you, crazy behaviour. I thought that is some form of deviancy. Are you sure it wasn't goggles? Did he have the goggles on over the glasses? No, he didn't. He was wearing glasses. I thought you weirdo. Anyway, please continue. Seals and that. Yeah. The okay. noise from building offshore wind turbines oh. could be damaging the hearing of seals. Who cares? The scientists. Who cares? What I mean, builders? all they're going to hear is, oh, 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 oh. Anyway. What? That's, the, that's the builders as a hot young lady walks past. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ecologists tagged 24 seals with devices that relayed their location and diving behaviour while turbines were being installed in the wash off England's east coast in 2012. They combined the data with information on when pile driving was taking place. Pile driving. To predict the noise each seal was exposed to and then compared this with the levels that damage hearing. Half the seals were exposed to levels above damage thresholds. Let's all think about the seals. I tell you who's an honest man, and I respect him for that, even though I don't like him as a human being. What? Lenny Henry. Oh. He's skinny now. Was fatty. Now he's skinny. Fatty and skinny are in the bath. I think we all know what happened. Fatty blew off and skinny laughed. That's based on a true story. Hmm. You know what happened when they went to bed, though? <clears throat> no. Fatty rolled over and skinny was dead. Hey, yes. So it all ended badly. Tragic. I didn't know there was a sad ending to that story. I wish I hadn't uh, brought up fatty and skinny. How's fatty now? On his own. Oh, dear. Gutted. Well, obviously not. It's, it's fatty. It may but be the impetus to lose some weight. We're not in any way suggesting um, uh, that, that, that Lenny Henry has ever killed anybody or blown off in a bath. That is not in any way what we're but suggesting. we've all seen him in bed. What we're suggesting is he's lost a lot of weight, and I've got to say, Lenny, well done. Well done. That's honest of you. We've seen the true Lenny Henry. It's a thin man. The, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was the thin man inside the fat man. You got it. And also... Fu- there was just the one. Oh, this is interesting. Funny man, Lenny Henry. I did oh. not know that. Funny man. Of course, I did Delbert Wilkins. Okay. Theophilus P. Wildebeest. Delbert Wilkins radio show. Okay. I don't know if it was Delbert Wilkins that did that. We went to see the Delbert Wilkins radio show being filmed once. Is it good? No, it was right. It was Delbert Wilkins. It's like totally wicked. That was Delbert Wilkins. Right. Who was that fella that? Who you- knows? Who can sing? <clears throat> who can sing the theme tune to the Lenny Henry show? He had a show. Lenny, Lenny, Len. Lenny, Lenny, Len. Lenny Henry Show. Then there's a bit. Break the four minute mile. Did he sing it himself? I bet he did. Anyway, funny man Lenny Henry is getting serious about money and could leave his millions to charity instead of his daughter. He won't. The comedian, 56, 56, said loaded celebs like Nigella Lawson and Simon Cowell, who have vowed not to hand all their cash to their children, are probably right. Ah, and here's the thing. Lenny's daughter adopted, you see, Mm. so he doesn't feel the bond with her. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. have Have you asked him? I read Dawn French's book and they seem to get on very well. Well, uh, well, Dawn French is, is divorced from Lenny Henry. No. Do you know what I'm just saying? This is... this is uh, Lenny, who adopted daughter Billy, 
with ex-wife Dawn French said, this, there is a thing of not over-privileging your children with stuff if you're very rich. Because how are they going to learn? What, what does that mean? Do you think he's very rich? Because if he was, he wouldn't be doing the Travel Tavern advert, would he? That's why he's very rich. That oh. would pay a fortune. Right. That would, I would love that gig. Premier in. Listen, I use your hotels. I would love that gig. And also, the thing about that gig, not only does he get paid, I'm going to say, a million pounds a year, he's got, um, he's got the, the gold card. Oh, he's got the, it's like, you know, you get the Black Nando's card. He's got the gold card. So that opens any door in any Premier Inn, even if there's somebody just, in it. It's just his fingerprints. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. puts his hand up. It, to he the slides door his finger through the, the slit. Do you think he And if, if Lenny Henry slides his finger through your slit, you better move out the way because he can kick you out of that room. Mm. Do you think he entitles him to extra hash browns? Why not? Why not? Gosh. He's allowed to make noise in the quiet zone. <gasps> the star, thought to be worth £5 million. Um, banged on about something. I got bored of reading the oh, story. Oh, he said, don't spoil him, is yeah. what he said. Don't spoil him. Hey, a restaurant is offering discounts to women customers as long as they wear short skirts. <laughs> Guess where it is? Um, China. Yeah. Guess which province? Um, Nanchong. Shandong. Shandong! Well, surely it should be to men, then, who wear kilts. <laughs> Shandong? It's just the one I'm Not now, I'm full! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking down at the M1, London Man, it's looking slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also building up on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Brickettwood, it's also busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Winslow, though, there's roadworks at Station Road at the turning off Buckingham Road for Station Road. But that's not causing any delays at the moment, but expected to get busy later. No reports of any major delays on the train departure boards, but on the London Overground, if you're using that today... It's suspended between Wilston Junction and Richmond because of a faulty freight train at Wilston Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. People who wear contact lenses are liars. And to highlight this fact, Carpet Martin has sent us a Venn diagram. I'm going to retweet that. And you're right, Martin, you cannot argue with science. You just can't. You just can't. 6.46. It's uh, Wednesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a, will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. And the former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. Coming up, we'll speak to Dealey. Before that, here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a beautiful start across all three counties. We have some really nice sunshine this morning. Quite chilly, though. Temperatures overnight got down into low single figures. Now, we're seeing a little bit of high cloud working its way into parts of North Bedfordshire at the moment, but it looks like it should stay largely dry for this morning, at least. One or two showers likely to develop as the sun heats up a little more this afternoon. It's unlikely to be quite as lively as yesterday's showers, but we could still hear a rumble or two of thunder. Sunshine between them, though, and it is going to feel slightly warmer. The wind is lighter, and we're looking at a maximum of 16 Celsius. Overnight tonight, any showers that remain will die away. We'll get some clear spells. Another chilly one, perhaps not quite as chilly as last night, but the minimum still down to 5 Celsius. For Thursday, some decent spells of sunshine, and it's going to feel warmer. Maximum tomorrow, 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Did the drugs in his mouth kill him? 
No, it, they didn't. Okay. And, you know, Did they play a part in his death? Toxic... He had four glasses of champagne, two bottles of wine, four cocktails. What's two French? I have a feeling that was a cocktail as well. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And, Renata Blower, you have just allowed the first ever nurse to be funded for Great Ormond Street who will deal specifically with children who have undiagnosed conditions. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Well, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bev Shotley Martins joins me in the studio. Were you wrong to go ahead with this referendum? But what was the alternative? As I've said, I was not. that was not a situation that I was prepared to just sit there and do nothing about. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Controversially, I'm being told, Justin, that mm. there are black people on emojis. You have to hold your finger over the white person. Oh, dearie me. Right. We learnt nothing. Um, no, it's not. It's certainly not working on mine. Let's try this white baby. No, white baby. Just white baby. That's all there is. Just Your white phone's baby. racist. I've got a racist phone. Yeah, deal with it. Well, I'm going to get rid of that. There we go. Chucked Disgusting. it away. It's gone. You right, Joss? I'm fine, boss. Yourself? Oh, mate. You know what? Uh, I'm really tired now. First 48 minutes of the show, blinding. Mm. Bit tired now. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to pack it in. Somebody get you a nice little cough. Wait! Someone get me a nice little clown. <laughs> the clown, by the way, was yes. at 75 last week. Happy birthday yeah. to the clown. Mm. And you know, I know it was on Friday last week, and to celebrate, I went to the Burger King. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I thought I'd give them a little bit of support. Well, they're British, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They don't have a royalty in America, so it must be. Justin. Yes. Liars. Yes. Do you know what? I've got proof. Yeah. I have got proof. Earlier on, we spoke to a lady who wears contact lenses. We know they're liars yeah. because they're tricky the truth, aren't yes, they? Truth and uh, she said to me, no comment. That means, my darling, you are guilty. Well done. Yes. So I spoke to uh, a lady a moment ago who also wears contact lenses. Oh, yeah. And this ahead. is quite refreshing. Uh, take a listen to this. We're saying this morning oh. that the people who wear contact lenses, that they're truth tricksters, that they're liars. What, what would you say to that? Yes, I'd agree. <laughs> you would agree you're a liar? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not do this, sorry. Well, no, I think we've got enough, actually. Thank you very much. Shocking. Straight out there. Wowzers. Extraordinary stuff. Wowzers, man. Yep. Straight out there, yes, I wear contact lenses. I'm tricking the truth. I'm a liar. Busted. There you go. Absolutely. She regretted Busted. that as soon as she said it, didn't she? She did, yeah. Didn't want to speak about it anymore. Sorry, but uh, those were your words and not mine. Justin, I'm we'll off. speak to you later. Oh, I did. Is it? Um... <laughs> There's a thing in the papers, right? Yeah. Page 21 of the Daily Mail. Yeah. Right. Hang on a minute. Four in ten think there's too much swearing on TV. Oh, that again. Flip it on its head. What does that mean? Six in ten think there's not enough swearing on TV. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with swearing on television. Well, I, I think, you know, sometimes when it, comes to, when it comes to swearing, as long as it's not too forced, if it's natural, for argument's sake, EastEnders. Now, you know in the East End, they all swear. So that programme for me is not real. I know no. it's a soap, but it's, it, could be a lot, it could be a lot more real if they were to swear in that programme. Well, there's also this from the same report, one in five no to TV sex, which means one, uh, the rest of them are all up for it. Yeah. There's too much swearing on TV, say four in ten uh, viewers, while a third believe explicit sex should be banned. Well, hang on a minute, I've never seen explicit sex on TV unless I've, I've um, uh, hooked yeah. up the internet to it. <laughs> you don't get explicit sex on television, well, trust me. Um, no, you don't. Game of Thrones is quite... Uh, it's not explicit. Well, explicit to me is... Actually seeing the... Boing! Jumba-jabba, jumba-jabba, jumba-jabba. That's what explicit sex means 
To me, Justin. Yeah, but even Fifty Shades of Grey, that wasn't really that explicit, no, was it? No, not enough, no. That, that wasn't, that wasn't, it. for me, explicit sex, right, is doing... Finished with a bit of... <laughs> that, to me, is explicit. Yeah, I would go along with that, yeah, Could you absolutely. take this to the streets, Justin? Uh, sex or swearing? Uh, let's say, should we have more swearing on television? OK, no and problem. Let me just ask a general member of the public. Hang on, do you think we should have uh, m- more, more swearing on television? Yes, I'd agree. Excellent, OK. That's Good stuff. Justin, take up to the streets, mate. Yeah, no problem. Ta-ta! That's old news. Husband don't know what he's done Kids don't know what's wrong with mum She can't say, they can't see Putting it down to another bad day Daddy don't know what he's done Kids don't know what's wrong with mum So this is how it feels to be lonely This is how it feels to be small swearing on television 08459 455 555 and the worst the worst liars when it comes to uh, the contact lenses are the ones that wear like lizard eyes or they change the colour of their eyes are you nuts eternal they did it all the time oh well it's hence the name eternal yeah yeah what you got we could break the nhs with this information do Whoa, i say it anyway i think we've broken it anyway haven't we? thousands of pa- uh, parents have discovered that they could be getting che- children's medicine such as calpol Oy. and 
head lice stuff yep. free from chemists on the NHS. You don't even have to go to the doctor. Blimey. A Facebook user posted details of the NHS's minor ailment scheme. It's been going on for 10 years. I didn't know about it, did you? Um, under this 10-year-old service, those exempt from NHS prescription charges, including children, can get free treatments from a chemist without having to go to the doctor. So Calpol, eczema, uh, nappy rash cream, head lice stuff. You could get it all sorted out by the chemist for nothing. You should pay for it. Well, I think morally... Pay for it. Pay for it. Morally, you probably should. Pay but... for it. Kelly, you should be playing, paying for your um, Calpol and what? your um, rubber johnnies. Yeah, that's I right. See. Yeah, good. I get. I have to get them free for medical reasons. <laughs> for everyone's protection. What do you mean everyone's protection? I mean, everyone's. Jeez, that sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I don't want to dwell on it because I got a bit bored of it yesterday. I think that that get they. I think the bakery was right to say no to the gay cake. I think that I think they were right to say no. They didn't want to write that message. What if they'd have had a moral objection to a mixed race marriage or something? I think it's any business's right to turn down business. Mm -hmm. They don't. Agree. Okay. Well, so all right, fine. Okay. Their so, mistake yeah. was telling the people why. Yeah. Okay. So um, supposing I run a bakery. Oh God. And I make cakes and I decorate. Cakes. I don't want any of your cake. Okay. And then. Um, a bunch of racists come in and want me to put a racist slogan on the cake. I've got to do well, it. That's, well, that's I've illegal. Got to do it. No, because that's hate speech. No, no, it's not hate speech. Yes, it is. No, 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 no. It's not hate speech. What it's... are they asking specifically to go on a cake? All right. Um, send them back. Right. Inflammatory language. But it's not. It's not um, promoting violence, and that would be the thing. So I've got to make a cake to, for some skinheads that says "Send them back." Under your argument, I do. No, no. Why? No, because... Why can I say no to that, but I can't say no to... Um, uh, uh, what, what was it? Support gay marriage. Discrimination on the basis of someone's sexuality or race is illegal. But it's not... But, as found in that court. But you've not answered the question. Why do I... Why do I... Can I then turn down, send them back? Because you can discriminate against someone for having racist views. It's not or racist. For or, or for... It's not racist. ...using your equipment to further a hate-filled It's not message. racist. It's just um, about Amazon's return policy. OK, well, what I'd do is I'd say there's some quite good tutorials on YouTube if you want to make your own cake. Well, you should have said that to the gays. You see, you've no. got the argument, doesn't no. it? It does work. You're just shaking your head and going, it does work. Well, you point at me and raising your voice doesn't work. work. If I genuinely think that they... you should, If you're a business... I turn down work that I don't want mm -hmm. to do. Fortunately, I couldn't turn this down, although there's still time. I turn down work I don't want to do, for whatever reason. For whatever reason. I think the mistake they made was saying why. Oh. Legally, the mistake yeah, they made was that. exactly. I mean, okay. obviously, the big mistake they made is being bigots. But the legal mistake they made was I, was open themselves up to a illegal discrimination case. I think if you run a bakery or any, if you if you run any business, you should be able to turn down people that you don't want to provide a service for. Yeah, but then don't mouth off about your beliefs if you're what you're believing okay, is illegal. Okay, so if I turn down a racist cake. It's not illegal to turn down a racist, a, a, cake. a racist cake. What I think cake? The law would be behind you. What cake would would racist want? Victoria sponge. They wouldn't want a chocolate cake. Well, they they wouldn't, would they? Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's slow on the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for the A602 at Stevenage, and the M1 towards London is looking busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road to 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's also slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford, and it's slow on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In where on Hartford Road, there's roadworks going on at Scotts Road, so that could cause some delays. And having a look at the train departure boards, the 731 service from Bedford to Bletchley has been cancelled. Also on the London Overground, it's suspended at the moment between Wilsdon Junction and Richmond. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. So, yeah, we should have more swearing on television. I think that couple were right to say no to the gay cake. And contact lens wearers are dishonest liars. Okay, deal with it. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines calls to support Yarlswood protest, alleged Aylesbury abuse victim to continue giving evidence and former England star linked with Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. They're calling on the new government to close the centre. More from Matt Lockwood. Yarlswood, which holds nearly 400 detainees, has been plagued by damning accusations since it opened in 2000. Earlier this year, a Channel 4 documentary exposed the racist, sexist and generally abusive and degrading language towards detainees. Hundreds of protesters are expected to attend the demonstration next month, calling for the closure of Yarlswood. Among those supporting the campaign is the Bedford Conservative MP, Richard Fuller. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The woman, referred to as Girl A, has been explaining how she first met one of the defendants the 11 men deny a total of 49 offences. Peter Cook has been in court. She met the first defendant called Vikram Singh from Aylesbury, who's married with two children, when she was around 11 years old in the marketplace in Aylesbury, which takes place on a Wednesday. Now, soon afterwards, he approached her in Woolworths and gave her his phone number. A short while afterwards, he took her to the cinema where he allegedly sexually assaulted her. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. Scotland Yard has revealed that a significant amount of high-value property was seized in raids in London and Kent. Those detained range in age from 43 to 76. A man is due to be sentenced next month after admitting murdering a Hertfordshire woman who had obtained a restraining order against him. 44-year-old Matthew Keogh of no fixed address pleaded guilty to murdering Sally Campion in Bishop Stortford in July last year. The 45-year-old woman died of head injuries. On the second day of his historic visit to Ireland, Prince Charles is going to visit the village where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1979. Yesterday, he shook hands with the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams. Jonathan Moore is an expert in Irish affairs at London Metropolitan University. I imagine it will be for him a very, very difficult moment. Also difficult for Sinn Féin. They have moved hugely during this peace process and if you said to me 25 years ago or 20 years ago that Jerry Adams and Martin McGuinness would be shaking hands with members of the royal family out of laughed at you. Four people have been arrested on suspicion of immigration offences after a group of people were seen jumping from the back of a parked lorry at the Toddington service station on the M1 in Bedfordshire. It happened at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. A police dog and the police helicopter were used to round up the suspects. In sport, the former England striker 
striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Westley still being in charge. Stevenage are not commenting on reports that West Ham have allowed Sheringham to speak to them. The former Spurs and Manchester United star is on the coaching staff at West Ham. The weather, sunshine and showers again, not as heavy or as widespread as yesterday. A maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Have you ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket? It'll turn and turn and turn and stick its paws into the bottom. Right. And it sounds when it gets on your lap and it digs its paws into your leg because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Whatever happened to that plum? Dave, Luton, come back, all is forgiven. You don't owe us money. We think that's why he stopped calling, because he thinks he owes us a tenner for a T-shirt. I mean, I'm happy to swallow that up. Dave, give us a call. Your fans are desperate to know that you're still spouting complete and utter guff. More swearing on television. Contact lenses, gay cakes. Wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll come to the Texas in a bit. But before that, campaigners are increasing the pressure on the government to shut down the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire. A joint demonstration has been organised to take place there next month as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continues. Well, Richard Fuller is the Conservative MP for Bedford and a member of the all-party parliamentary group into the use of immigration detention. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Yarlswood as it is now and what should happen to it? Well, I think Yarlswood should close, but I think that closure should be part of a wider reform by the Home Secretary about the use of detention in managing immigration. I think it's become a default position from the Home Office and I, I think it raises very serious concerns in a number of areas. Uh, the, the government uh, is making no moves to close these detention centres, is it? it, 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 it what is the, the official stance from the Conservatives? Well, I think uh, the last coalition government, much like the government before it, had used detention as an essential part of managing uh, immigration. Under the last, the previous Labour government, we had detained children. Under the coalition, not many changes were made, but we had a report by an all-party group of MPs led by uh, Sarah Tether, and we concluded that it was time for a substantial review of immigration detention. It's very expensive to uh, the taxpayer. It's not particularly effective in managing removals from, from the country. And as we've seen from Yarlswood here on our own doorstep, it can create circumstances where some very severe challenges are made to our senses of uh, justice. If these people who are staying there at the moment aren't in a detention centre, what would happen to them? Would they just be placed in the community? Yes, many other countries around the world, and our review looked at this, many other countries have a, actually a much more effective system of managing people who are here illegally and who we want to return to their countries of origin. And they do it by managing people in the community right from the start when individuals in Australia and Sweden and other countries, right from the start when they're making their claims to come into the country, they're given a case manager. That case manager works with them whilst they live in the community. And if, as a result of their application by the individual, they're found not to have a right to remain in those countries, they have a much higher compliance rate of people returning to their countries of origin voluntarily. Now, that system's more effective. It's also much cheaper to the taxpayer. How do you stop them doing a runner? 
Well, people people will always do a run, whatever the circumstances. Well, they can't and, if they're in a detention centre, can they? Well, no, that's that's a fair point here. And I think there's no question that when you're at the point of removal, uh, when someone's fully exhausted all of their claims, and there is the opportunity for them to, uh, to go back, that you can have a removal centre. And what we said in our report was not that you should get rid of detention entirely, but that you should limit the amount of time that someone can be detained. If you if you pass a criminal sentence on someone, they know what their term is going to be. Mm. But in immigration, people can be detained indefinitely. They just don't know when they'll be released or when they'll be returned. We think we should call a limit on that of 28 days so it can be effective in removal, not ineffective, just detaining people at high expense. Well, why can't, why can't um, you, you keep these detention centres but just impose that limit? So, so speeding the whole process up? Well, you could do that, but what that would mean is that the vast increase in the estate of detention centres that started under the last Labour government and continued a little bit under the coalition should be, should be uh, reversed. And in fact, the, uh, the previous uh, immigration minister, James Brokertrand, the last government, he's also going to be the minister in this government, he announced a halt to a new detention centre. So I think there are signs of hope that the Home Secretary and the Home Office under this government will listen to the pleas of groups, campaigning groups like Women for Refugee Women, uh, Yarlswood Defenders and others, to say that we need a change in, in our policy. And I think for many people who want to be uh, tough on immigration, like myself, we also want to make sure that our country is still standing up for those essential principles of British justice and reforming and reducing detention in immigration is part of doing that. Uh, and what about those uh, people? I imagine there would be uh, several Conservative uh, supporters who wouldn't want um, uh, asylum seekers living in their community. How would you uh, appease them? Well, they will, first of all, I'd say that many asylum seekers already do live in, in, in the community. And the, the point here is the continuing effort to get control of our immigration system, which was out of control uh, a few years ago, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people lost in the system. It's even worse now. It's been even worse since the coalition, isn't it? No, that's not fair. There's certainly the, the number of, 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 the amount of immigration has gone up slightly over the last few years, but the issue of the people who are already here and managing their cases and their right to remain here, progress has been made on that. But we're dealing with about half a million people left in 2010 with no real understanding of where they are, what their rights were. It does take time, and we're dealing with human beings. And I think Conservatives, like other people, recognise that when you're trying to get a policy under control, you are also dealing with human lives, and you want to make sure they're dealt with fairly. And most of all, you want to make sure taxpayers' money is used effectively in doing that. How long do you think it will take, Richard? Because you've had five years, and one thing I've noticed in the last couple of weeks is that the, um, uh, members of Parliament, Conservatives, are, are still blaming the Labour government. That, that was five years ago. When do you guys start taking responsibility? Well, I think governments take responsibility from day one, and we do take responsibility. We're also saying, what are you taking responsibility for? It's trying to get control of a system where we have people who are left here unaccounted for for decades. And what we've tried to do over the last five years is reduce that number. That's been done very significantly by the Home Office. And now we're dealing with the fact that people have gone through all of their appeals. How do you manage people's return to their countries of origin? And in that process, the use of detention centres like Yarlswood is an extremely expensive way of doing it. We've seen through our report that there are other countries that have more effective ways of doing it by managing people in their community more likely that they'll return to their countries of origin, lower cost of taxpayer, and as we've seen from yours, with less chance of people being abused, mm. subject to abuse, by being detained indefinitely. Richard, uh, really interesting talking to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Richard Fuller, Conservative MP for Bedford. <laughs>
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've been listening to a lot of politicians on various radio stations and they're still doing the, well, the legacy we were left with after the Labour... That was five years ago, guys. I mean, I know it was a coalition, so there was compromise, but... How, you know, are you going to say that, well, the legacy left by the uh, Labour government in 1979, how, f- how far, wh- when do you start taking responsibility and saying, we've, this is actually our fault or we've sorted this problem out? I just don't, five years is a long time. Meanwhile, a fair few quite prominent Labour MPs are blaming Ed Miliband. He's barely out the door and they're <laughs> already saying nothing to do with us. You were there too, weren't you? <laughs> they're all coming out. <laughs> They're all stabbing Miliband in the back. Well, uh, I never thought Ed Miliband was right. You voted for him, you plums. You stood next to him in You pictures, stood Matt. next to him, blimey. Because he's a contact lens wearer, you see. Now they know he wears glasses. He should have worn glasses. Has there ever been... Here's the question. Has there ever been a Prime Minister... Thank you, Kelly. You may know the answer to this. Has there ever been a British Prime Minister that's been honest enough to wear glasses? No. I think Thank- Churchill did. No, yeah, he didn't. He did. No, That's he didn't. You're thinking, of, you're thinking of the Major, cigar. John Major, didn't he? Major. Yes. Th- Kelly got the answer right. Thank you, Kells. Kells Bells. I was thinking someone like Anthony Eden or someone like that. Oh, yeah. he, no, he had a nice hat. Mm. Uh, John Major, the only British Prime Minister ever to be honest enough to wear glasses. And talk like that. And yeah, but he was dishonest a, about other things, Did he wear he? his glasses when he was having it away with Edwina, or did he take them off? And put them downstairs. I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Mr. Big Nose. Oh, stop it! Steady. What text? I've have never we done got? that, but then again, I've not got the exactly accoutrement. Dawn says, "Does that mean people who dye their hair are truth tricksters too?" Dawn, why are you trying to muddy the waters? All right, Dawn. Dawn is obviously a contact lens wearer, and what she's doing, she's um, it, she's she's doing the old magician's trick. Of, she wants us to look at her hand when she's doing the card trick with her right hand. Dawn, I'm not buying it, mate. Stop trying to muddy the waters. Stop trying to cloud the stream. You are a contact lens wearer. You are dishonest. Would Supposing... you like me to draw in pen glasses around my eyes? Yes, I would, mate. I would. S- someone else who's airy. I'd like all contact lens wearers to have drawn on glasses around their eyes so that we know what we're dealing with. Someone else who's airing her beef in a public forum. Because you won't know that you've got that drawn on your face, um, but we why will. Does, why does it affect you, though? Why does what I see All right, Kelly. You? All right, mate. OK, here's the thing. Not getting on with my wife. We split up. We get divorced. I'm having a tough time on my own. Will I ever find love again? I, I rent a small flat. It's it's dirty. It's I don't get to see the kids. It's a really tough three years, OK? Mm-hmm. Then suddenly I'm doing a show with you and... I say something funny and, and you, you laugh in, in, in that patronising voice you've got and our eyes lock. Mm. And I realise that my happiness has been sat just five feet away from me mm. this whole time. Yeah. This whole six years that I've known you. It will be six years because I'd have been on my own for three years. Yeah. We fall in love. Yeah. Okay? We fall in love. Mm-hmm. We go out on some dates. Yeah. Uh, they're romantic. We, we giggle. It's a bit weird. We keep it secret from work. We end up having fantastic Why are you sex. Everyone? It's the best sex you've ever had in your life. It goes on for minutes <laughs> at a time. And you cannot believe the heights of ecstasy that it takes you to. Right? Yeah. After three or four weeks of really good sex, I think, do you know what? I'm going to ask Kelly to marry me. Mm. Get down on one knee. I do it in a fancy restaurant, Nando's maybe. I ask you to marry me. You are overwhelmed that somebody so talented <laughs> and good-looking would, would have interest in a, a, a common a common girl like you. Common farmer's daughter, mm. right? We get married. 
Okay, we're on our honeymoon. Okay, we go somewhere really classy. We go to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and we're we're at the roulette table. And I said, Kelly, it's twenty-five quid, mate. You spend that. That is yours. I don't even want to see that back. Yes, if you make some money back, I would like the or- original steak and twenty percent of what you make. But otherwise, that's yours. Mm-hmm. You go. Oh, thanks, Ian. Just going to put my glasses on. I go. What the? F- Excuse me. I wouldn't wear glasses. You, well, you would for roulette, mate. No. You would for roulette in this story. Okay, all right, in this story for roulette. You put the glasses on, mm. right? And I'm going, what the f... But you like... What the hell are you... But you... No, no, no. You love me. No. You love me more in glasses. Well, I loved, I loved, I loved Kelly, you could see properly. I loved <laughs> Honest Kelly, you could see properly. I go, you wear... But how could you see... Oh, no, don't worry, Ian, I wear contacts. You f... Unbel- you've lied to me. What else have you lied about? What else have you probably lied about your drug addiction? You probably lied about your five kids. You probably lied about the fact um, that you used to be a man. All of these lies. I'm questioning our relationship, Kelly. That's the answer to the question that so you asked. What, I've forgotten. At what point would you like me to tell you that I wear contact lenses? I don't want you to wear contact lenses. You want me to and not that's see why me? I'm divorcing you. And you ain't getting a penny and you're not seeing the kids. I've got this 25 quid. Well, you've got that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. She's not seeing the kid and I get to keep the dog, Sammy. <laughs> How you... And who... All right, hang on a second. Let's sort this out. So me and Kelly are getting a divorce. Whose side are you on, Sammy? Oh, well, Kelly's. What? She wears contact lenses. Well, it's a bit strange because you've got to put your finger in your eye, but if you've got the brave enough to do that, then it's, what you else are you brave wanna, enough for? Well, OK, do you ever wear contacts? No. Good, good. <laughs> so that's something, Sammy. Carry on with this and I'll see if I renew your contract. OK. The A1 is partially blocked in both directions between junction, the M25, Junction 23 for the A1M and Boreham Wood. On, insanely, it's on the A428 eastbound. That's looking slow between Barford Road and the B1040. And the M1 towards London is slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. It's also busy now on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the train departure boards, there's no major delays reported, but London Overground is suspended between Wilston Junction and Richmond. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Captain yeah. Radio. Samantha Bruff. Morning, 7.17. It's uh, Wednesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. Bedford MP Richard Fuller says the centre should close. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. And the former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of there, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Also... Swearing on television, uh, it, it pops up from time to time, doesn't it? Four in ten think there's too much swearing on television. Ipso facto, six in ten think there's not enough swearing in television. And I think there should be more swearing in television. I don't like EastEnders. It's rubbish. You want to save the BBC 100 million quid? Get rid of EastEnders, right? But if EastEnders was on after nine o'clock and they were effing and jeffing, I'd watch that. It's supposed to be a realistic portrayal of life in the East End of London. Well, I don't know if you've ever been to the East End of London. First of all, I don't look like that anymore. It's all posh now. And secondly, they're swearing all the time. If Phil Mitchell, right, if every time Pete Beale walked into the pub, Phil Mitchell went, you big W, I would respect that. There should be more swearing on television. And a well-timed swear word is so funny. What was... Oh, I was watching Toast, the Matt Berry thing. I don't like Matt Berry. He was rude to me once. I say rude to me. I went out with him and some people one night. He didn't speak to me. It's not necessarily rude. Maybe he was shy. So, actually, I do like Matt Berry. He's very, very funny. And it's there were some wonderful swear words in it. The Detectorists, which won a BAFTA. Mackenzie Crook's programme about metal detectorists. It's brilliant, right? And there's not a lot of swearing in it, but there's one bit where this really quiet guy... Why did you split up with your wife? Well, she was a biggest swear word in the world. It's hilarious! A well-timed swear word is the funniest thing. And if you come and see my live show, you'll find out why. But... You've got to treat it with respect. You don't, you don't have Effin and Jeffin and Ben 10... But after nine o'clock, what, th- then there should be. There's too much swearing on TV, say four in ten viewers. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, by the way. While a, th- fa- while a third believe that explicit sex should be banned from screens. Where is this explicit sex? I've not seen any explicit sex on my television screen. Research carried out by broadcasting watchdog Ofcom and All Round Good Eggs after a raft of complaints found that older viewers are most concerned about bad language and sex scenes. Earlier this year, the BBC was forced to defend its coverage of the BAFTAs. Now, this is funny. I miss this. I'm going to YouTube this. The BBC, that's us that lost its spine. Um, Who was that plum that was in charge during uh, the Jonathan Ross, Russell Brand thing? Well, we lost our spine then. Um, Earlier this year, the BBC was forced to defend its coverage of the BAFTAs after host Stephen Fry used the F-word to introduce Tom Flipping Cruise. Now, that is funny! That's funny! Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Flipping Cruise. Shortly afterwards, ITV was flooded with complaints over an expletive-laden Brit Awards performance by the American rapper Kanye West. Two-thirds of over-65s claim bad language has gone too far, compared to a fifth of those under 25. But Vivian Patterson, director of campaign group Media Watch... She's the new Murray Whitehouse, is she? believes that younger people have simply become immune to foul language on TV from overexposure. Who was the first person to say the F-word on television? Was it John Cleese? 
Can uh, can we find out that, that it was either John Cleese or in Monty Python, or it may have been that was the week that was. It may have been um, uh, Bernard um, Brendan um, Bernard. Um, it was Bernard somebody on uh, that was the week that was. I think in 1967, Bernard Braden, Kenneth Tynan on that was the week that was. Yes. What? Sorry, say this again. Kenneth Tynan on that was the week that was. was, and that was live. The fool. And guess what, guys? Nobody died. 13th of November, 1965. You see? You Again, see? I'll always remember. Hey, well, it's nearly... It, uh, well, guys, it's nearly the 50th anniversary. What are we doing on, in November? What are we doing on the 13th of November? I'll be having a lie-in, but... What, are we, what we should do something to celebrate. We should do something to celebrate, shouldn't we, guys? Yeah, I'm... A- guys? <laughs> guys? Yeah. We'll have an F party. OK. There ain't no party like an F-bomb party. No. Catherine? I'm not coming. Sorry? I think it's... It, parties is just too much effing. There ain't no party like an F-bomb party. No. I like to do mine in private. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man is due to be sentenced next month for the murder of a woman in Hertfordshire after uh, breaching his restraining order. 44-year-old Matthew Keogh, of no fixed address, admitted murdering Sally Campion in Bishop Stortford in July last year. The 45-year-old victim died of head injuries. Well, Claire Laxton is uh, from Women's Aid and joins me now. Morning, Claire. Good morning. A restraining order. That is, is that, that that just says you can't go within a certain distance of someone. Is that right? Yeah. So it's a civil order that will ban someone from sort of contacting the the victim, basically, to try and keep that person safe. Yeah. So basically, you you would have been. I'm, I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. You would have been harassed, threatened, maybe physically injured at some point, and this order keeps this person. They say that you can't phone them, you can't write to them, you can't go and knock on their front door. Yes, basically, yes. It's a, it's a one of the many sort of tools in the civil courts that can be used to try and protect. Are it. they effective, Claire? Because if the person is, let's be polite and, and uh, say, damaged goods, they're not really going to listen to that, are they? I think um, what's really important is that when sort of police and the, and the civil courts look at how effective they will be, so if, if a perpetrator will actually pay attention to it, you look at the sort of risk that they pose to the victim, you create, you know, sort of safety plan for the victim and really look at the individual circumstances and is there anything else that needs to be in place mm. to try and protect that victim. So there are other sort of civil tools like domestic violence protection orders, non-molestation orders, and obviously there's the criminal justice system as well. So if, if they've broken a law, they should be, um, you know, investigated and arrested. Didn't work in this case with very, obviously, you know, t- terribly tragic consequences. Mm. Um, mm. D- d- does that imply that the system is flawed? I think obviously you can see in this case this perpetrator was determined to um, to to contact his victim, um, and I think it doesn't necessarily imply that restraining orders don't work, mm. but that maybe in this case something more was needed to protect that victim. We were speaking yesterday um, about uh, is it Hertfordshire Police? I think well, a couple of days ago, mm. are tri- trialling a system where um, uh, domestic abusers uh, uh, um, wear tags and they're, they're with GPS systems so that they are monitored. So they they can't go near the person that they have abused because it will show up on a computer screen. Is mm. that something that could be introduced in in this sort of situation? I think there are lots of, yeah, I mean, you know, there are lots of sort of technological advances that the police are looking at in different areas that I think if they are proved to be effective, so presumably that's the sort of 
pilot scheme that mm. the Hertfordshire Police are looking at. So if they prove to be effective in actually, you know, stopping um, stopping more violence for the victim, then I think that can only be positive. Some police forces are looking at using body-worn cameras so they're able to collect video evidence when they go into domestic violence scenes. Some are looking at sort of handheld devices to, to get a history of the, the address that they're going at. I think, you know, there are lots of technological advances that can be used, and I think it's important to find those ones that really work in um, in reducing domestic violence. And for someone to ha- have to, um, you know, go to the lengths of uh, getting a restraining order, they must have been, you know, it must be pretty terrifying for them to reach that stage. Absolutely. We know that women often don't report um, domestic violence to the police and, and often when they do it is at that stage that they are, they're scared for their life. Mm. So I think it's so important that, that, that they are believed for a start and that they are taken seriously and, um, you know, and that if crimes have been committed, if someone's committed a criminal offence and that should be investigated and, and evidenced appropriately... And I suppose if there is anybody uh, listening, uh, who, you know, who uh, is is in a situation like this or thinks that they might be the w- women's aid, they can Google the number and give you a call and you'll be able to offer advice. Yes, absolutely. We run a, a national domestic violence helpline in partnership with Refuge that's, that's run 20, it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number's 0808 2000 Claire, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much indeed. Claire Laxton from Women's Aid. And I know... I know we'll get loads of texts saying, well, it's not just women. I know, I know, but in this story, you know. So, thank you. 08459 455 555. We'll do some texts in a few minutes. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. I'm saying there should be more swearing on television at the appropriate time. You know, you don't want um, the Scooby-Doo gang effing and... Well, actually, now I think about that. But, you know, you, at the appropriate time, after... I would say after half past eight, I think we could move the watershed back a little bit to half past eight. Nine o'clock seems a little bit late, particularly for me, because I'm, I'm in bed by uh, I'm in bed by nine. Um, contact lens wearers, I mean, why do we even give those people the time of day? Uh, and other bits and pieces. 08459 455 555. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 is partially blocked by an accident between the M25 Junction 23 for the A1M and the Holiday Inn at Boreham Woods. That's affecting both directions. In St. Lee, it's on the A428 that's looking slow eastbound at Barford Road. And on the motorways, the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the train departure boards, there are no reports of any major problems at the moment, but <laughs> London Overground... <laughs> Sammy. Sorry, yeah? I've got a tweet about you. Carry on. Okay. From, from, from a chicken. A chicken has tweeted about you. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. But London Overground, it is suspended between Wilson Junction and Richmond. OK. What about the... Leighton Chooks says, Is Weather Girl Samantha on Twitter? the weather. We're trying to collect the whole team like a Panini album. Well, <laughs> and now I know you are on Twitter, but they've called you the Weather Girl. I don't know if they've you want to give them your Twitter name or not. Mm, they need to pay a bit more attention to the show. Keep listening, because... Leighton Chooks. If you get her job right, then we might give out her Twitter handle a bit later on. Is that a deal, Sammy? And also, the you know, that's, that's also the Weather Girl. She needs to be mentioned too. I forget the weather. No I one don't know who does your weather. No one listens to that bit. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Arleswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. Bedford MP Richard Fuller has told this programme the centre should close. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The 11 men deny a total of 49 offences. And Marks and Spencer has posted its first rise in annual profits in four years. Profits are up 6% to £661 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Westley still being in the it being in the chart in charge. Jeff Doyle reports. Reports suggest that West Ham have allowed Sheringham to speak to Stevenage about the manager's job at the Lamex. The former Manchester United and Spurs forward is currently an attacking coach at Upton Park. If he were to be given the job, it would be his first management position. Current Stevenage boss Graham Wesley is out of contract at the end of this month. He told Three County Sport after the semi-final playoff defeat last week that he might not be at the club next season. Stevenage aren't commenting on his position. Raheem Sterling won Liverpool's Young Player of the Year award at a ceremony last night. Just 24 hours after it emerged, he will ask to leave the club. Some fans booed as he left the stage. Former Liverpool defender Mark Lawrenson says the club should just respect his wishes. As the Liverpool fans, everyone's been saying now, if he doesn't want to play for Liverpool and he wants to go and play somewhere else, he'll go. Just let him go. Don't, Don't even make him hang around. Just get the best deal possible. And there's one Premier League game this evening as Arsenal host relegation threatens Sunderland. In cricket, England complete their preparations for the first test against New Zealand, which starts tomorrow at Lord's. Caretaker coach Paul Farbray says he'd like the job full-time. It'd be very hard to say no to it, wouldn't it? It really would. When I took over a week or so ago, obviously it was in difficult circumstances and I was very disappointed for Peter that you know he was moved on. But you're in a situation where you're working with your national team. I left the Sri Lankan job to come back to England because I wanted to work with the England cricket team. And in rugby coach Stuart Lancaster names his England World Cup training squad this lunchtime. Saracen's teenager Maro Itajay is set to be called up just a year after playing for Old Albanians in St Albans. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight.
doing? Hello. Hello, fella. What you got? Just firstly, my worst nightmare just happened, Ian. I absolutely hate that song, that oh. hobo song. Oh. And I've just had to be put on hold for the entirety of that song. I hate it. Why do you hate it, mate? It's a story of hope. It's a story of a dog solving crimes. I liked the little programme when I was a kid. Yeah. But I, it's on every day, mate. I actually turn off right, three you, minutes right, when you, know you put it on. Do? Hang on a minute. Do you know what I'm going to do? Deli- I've deleted it. It's gone. It's deleted. It's gone. You're the man. It's gone. It's deleted, Mark. I don't believe you, but no, you're the man. No, honestly, honestly, it's de- I've just deleted it from um, my Ian Lee sad songs cart wall. It's gone. No Is that more that little it's a 3CR-like theme song now, man. You need to turn it up and just stop it. It's gone. It's gone. Right. You, you, you wanted it, Mark. You wanted it gone. If you've got beef about it going, it's Mark's. Deal with Mark. It's gone. If, if Kath and Kelly confirm it, I believe you. It's gone. What else would you like me to get rid of? Um, Kelly said you wear tights. Sorry? And hold me in, push-up bras and stuff. Is that true? Sorry, what, what, what is she doing telling you that? That's private classified information. Well, I think you kind of hotted her a little bit by saying, you know, talking about her eye care needs. Uh, well, oh, OK, so she's, she's, she's spreading malicious rumours uh, because uh, of her eye care needs. Yeah, uh, fake uh, push-up bras, fake eyelashes and foundation, apparently. Yeah, well, Mark, listen, it's, 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 if that image works for you, fella, you, you carry on with that. <laughs> um, what about guy liner? He's smashing that. Is there? Are you just going to phone up and talk about my makeup requirements, or have you got a point to make? Um, Thanks very much for calling. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, it's gone. I've just deleted the little list. Uh, the little list hobo. It's gone. It's no more. Hey, there's a blizzard on the uh, the prowl. A blizzard? Not a blizzard, a buzzard. Let me try that again. There's a blizzard, a buzzard on the prowl. Buzzard attacks joggers. Well, they kind of deserve it, don't they? What with them being joggers and all. Joggers have been put on alert after a spate of vicious buzzard attacks along a popular running route. The bird of prey thought to be protecting its nest. Why can't it just be a nasty buzzard? You nasty buzzard has been blamed for at least four dive-bombing incidents in a month. Oh, my blood. Oh, listen to this. Darren Shepherd had beef with a buzzard. Dad of two, Darren Shepherd, suffered head wounds after the buzzard sank its talons into him. He said, it was petrifying. It was petrifying. One minute, I'm running along. The next, I'm fighting off this huge bird. Have you ever tried to be- you ever tried to beat off a buzzard just? No, I haven't, no. Jeez, it sounds awful, doesn't it? Intense. I heard flapping and squawking above me, and then there was a thump. I thought someone had thrown something at my head. Blimey. Where is this? Oh, it's in Derby. No one goes to Derby. <laughs> no one goes to Derby. I've got great memories in Derby. Of what? Oh, 1990. Last game of the season. Had to win. Sheffield Wednesday had to lose. It happened. The great escape. Mm. Oh, magic. Football, uh, yeah, football yeah. bants. Football yeah. bants. Mm. I can do that. Football yeah, bants. Football can, yeah. goals. Scoring. Darren, 49, said the bird was flapping above me. We would do. It was, fl- it was flying. Then it uh, flew off a couple of feet and I grabbed my head. I felt the blood. (laughs) I don't know. Shouldn't laugh, mate. This is serious. I felt the blood and started running to get away from it. I kept looking over my shoulder to make sure it wasn't coming after me. 
He's being chased by a buzzard looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Nasty. He was told the same bird had attacked three others at the spot. Shoot them. Shoot them. Not joggers. Well, so. well, Justin, mm. the the, uh, the streets uh, are feisty this morning. I'm hoping uh, there yes. are some people saying there's too much swearing on television. I'm saying, boss, there aren't enough. Yeah, there aren't enough. Well, for programmes like EastEnders, how great would it be oh. if we had a late night version of EastEnders mm. with Danny Dyer walking into the boozer, kicking yeah. off, and yep. it kicks off in East End style. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be fantastic. A little bit of effing and jeffing here yeah. and there would just bring some. Much needed colour to that greyest of television programmes. Mm, I totally agree. I've been on the streets this morning asking people, would you like to hear more swearing on TV? Uh, he's back, by the way. It's old news. Uh, here's what, what people had to say. Anthony, do we have too much swearing on TV? Well, basically, I think so. In the days of Mary Whitehouse, it was a lot more rigid and signed, but it's just gone to pot now. It's, it's gone just, to pot? Yeah, definitely. Do we have enough sex on TV? Too much, I think. Just far too much corrupting the young minds. You've got all these censorships and so on, but they don't seem to be doing nothing much about it. Yeah. If you're watching a TV programme with your mum, just lastly, if you're watching a TV programme mm. with your mum and uh, that programme contained lots of swear words... Well, it'll make me squirm. Sir, do you think we had too much swearing on TV or would you like to hear more to make things more real? Less. Less swearing? Yeah. Back to the old days. Oh, come on. Yeah. We're not in the old it. days, though, are we? Come on. No, that's all it is now, isn't it? You don't get decent comedy programmes and that. That's all some people do, isn't it? And also, do you think we have too much sex on TV? Not enough. Do you want to hear more swearing on TV? Is there enough swearing too for much you? Swearing. Too much. Too much swearing. Uh, to me, it's, it's a bit immature. I don't really swear, so... Let's get the Thailand perspective. Madam, do you like it when you hear swear words on TV? No, I don't like it. Not nice. That uh, the way you um, encourage children to swearing as well. So you think we've got too much on yeah. TV? Yeah, it's too much, yeah. It's a great Thai perspective. Thank you. OK, thank you. Now, sir, you don't like swearing on TV. You actually avoid programmes after nine o'clock because you don't want to hear it on TV. I don't. No, definitely not. No, why, why should I? I don't swear myself. So uh, I, don't, I don't believe in uh, listening to it in the television in my own house. Come on, guys. Everybody, Sorry, boss. Everybody but, you know, has sworn, haven't they? People out there, they do not want to hear... Yeah. Well, the people that I've spoken to, anyway, um, they don't want to hear more swearing on the box. Stay there, Justin. We've got... The next call is a complaint. I'm guessing it's probably about you. It can't be about me. Good morning, Mia. Hello. Morning. Morning, Mia. You've got a complaint. What, what's your beef, mate? Uh, Justin, I'm going to let you go. The complaint's about me, strangely okay, enough. Yeah. I'll speak to you later on. <laughs> Ta-ta. Yes, Mia, I've, de I've deleted the littlest hobo. I'm complaining about it. You shouldn't have. Uh, but it, it, Mark, it was Mark's fault. Mark phoned up and he, had, he was angry about it. Well, he's rolling, isn't he? Well, well... <sighs> I've already got someone on Twitter saying they're going to stop listening to the show now I've deleted that. I've, I've had um, an email from Paul saying, did I just get to work and turn on the radio to hear you've deleted the littlest hobo? If this is true, I'm going to listen to Radio 2 instead. I mean, but Mia, it's, you know, it, because of the way the BBC is uniquely funded... Does your mummy and daddy, do they have a TV licence, Mia? Yes. They do. Okay, just checking, just checking. Because of the way that we are funded, um, I have to do what you know what people called Mark say. So, it's gone, Mia. No, no. 
Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I'll tell you what I've got. Um, let me see, I can, hang on. How about, how about if we replace the Littlest Hobo theme with this? What have you done today to make you feel No. Any good? No. No? Uh, okay, okay, hang on, how about this? Hang on, this, this might be good. This, this might work instead of the Littlest Hobo. How about this? Here we go. No. no? Okay, right, hang on a minute. Let's try let's try this one. Hey Justin Dilly, let me tell you something. Hey Dylan Dilly, your career is ending. Um, ah! How about this? Mia? Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to have to say goodbye then. You're going to have to find something else to listen to. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's been great entertaining you. How old are you? I'm nine. It's been great entertaining you for the last nine years, but... Um, I, was on, I was on the show for, um, in Easter. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm afraid that doesn't have any truck with me, mate. Uh, y- y- I remember you coming on, and um, we're going to have to say goodbye. Really sorry, and it was nice to meet you when you came in and stuff. But we, what, what, what station do you think you might start listening to? Radio Two. Radio Two. Well, it's a sad day, Mia. Thanks for your support up until now, and I wish you the best of luck with Chris Evans. Thank you. Thank you, Mia. Well, that's sad, isn't it? Blimey. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, it's slow between Junction A40 for the Denham Roundabouts and Junction 1A for the M25. Also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise with queues from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, that's looking really busy now on the speed sensors between Longbottom Lane southbound towards London Road. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, that's very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment, but London Overground have severe delays between Wilston Junction and Richmond because of a problem with the train at Wilston Junction earlier. Smelt the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Oh, we've lost a listener. No, she's only nine. She hasn't got a rage eye diary, so technically we've, you know, in the figures, we haven't really lost anybody, so... 7.46, it's Wednesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford MP Richard Fuller is backing calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre ahead of a planned protest there next month. A man has admitted murdering a Hertfordshire woman who'd obtained a restraining order against him. And the former England striker, Teddy Sheringham, is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a lovely start out there this morning. Quite chilly, though. The temperatures snuck down into single figures overnight, so it's quite cool this morning. We have got plenty of blue sky and sunshine, though, at least four parts of Hertfordshire. The further south you are, it's looking a little sunnier, but there's a little bit of cloud working its way into parts of Bedfordshire at the moment, and that's going to continue. It's going to be a patchy cloud, sunny spells, but also one or two showers. Now, the shower's not quite as lively as yesterday. The wind's not quite as strong, and it is going to feel a little bit warmer. The maximum temperature we're looking at today could get up to 16 Celsius. Overnight tonight, any showers remaining will disappear. We'll get some clear spells. Perhaps not quite as chilly as last night, but still cool. 5 Celsius that's 41 degrees in Fahrenheit. But for tomorrow, it's looking fairly decent. Some nice spells of sunshine and temperatures up a degree or two. We're looking at a maximum of 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast. 
Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. So there's an interesting thing in one of the papers. Not many interesting things. When does the news pick up, guys? When do we start getting more news? When is that going to happen? Because there ain't nothing in it so far, anyway. Oh, this is clever what they've done here. It's not really. It's stretching the point a bit. Unhappy money days. Unhappy money days. Unhappy money days is what they've done. Struggling councils blow £750,000 on C-list stars. And some of these are C-list. I wouldn't have said that the uh, Happy Mondays uh, were were C-list. Coventry City Council spent £25,000 on them. But that that, that was for a festival, so I'm guessing that there were tickets for that. I don't know. Cut-stricken local councils spent more than three-quarters of a million pounds of taxpayers' cash booking celebrity acts last year. A Sun investigation has found. Scores of C-list stars, including the Happy Mondays, collected up to five figures for events ranging from Christmas lights to staff training... Staff training sessions? What? The Mondays, led by Sean Ryder, picked up £25,000 in Coventry, while ex-Westlife singer Kian Egan got the biggest fee, just under £27,000 performing for Armagh Council. Armagh. The £753,000 splurge across 348 authorities comes as councils across the UK are being forced to cut services. But the figure could be higher as 79 councils refuse to answer our requests under freedom of information laws. Well, do any of our councils pop up in the list? Let's read on and find out. 08459 <laughs> This is a brilliant one. In Tower Hamlets, among Britain's most deprived boroughs, bosses spent £11,000 hiring chef Ainsley Harriet, what for, what for, what for, to judge a curry contest. He judged the curry... 11 grand to judge a curry contest? I'm in the wrong business. I should be in the uh, curry contest judging business. Other big spenders included Coventry Council. Oh, here we go. It spent 93 grand on its Godiva Festival, an annual weekend of free live music. Oh, but it generates business. That'll be their argument. Oh, but it generates business. Um, We are scientists. I don't like we are scientists. They were rude to me. They were rude to me live on stage. Imagine being rude to me live on stage. I think it was we are scientists. Are they Americans? Because if they're Americans, then it was them. They dissed me live on stage. They were paid £12,500. The Buzzcocks got ten grand. Uh, Waltham Forest... Paid Sister Sledge eighteen thousand pounds. Sister Sledge, eighteen grand. You're having a laugh, aren't you? While St Helens Council 
gave the lightning seeds, remember those guys? £10,000 to do their Christmas light switch on. We still haven't found any local councils. Are there any local councils in the top ten of uh, spenders? Hey, big spender! Where is it? There is one. Where is it? Craig Revel Horwood. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for him. He only got £2,000 for judging a, a, a kid's talent show. And the Archers actor Trevor Harrison and Antiques Roadshow expert Henry Sandon got 300 quid and 450 quid to endorse the Pershaw Plum Festival. Great plums. I love these plums. And the Asparagus Festival. I love the asparagus. Morning, Scoins. Morning, hi. Uh, you've, you've, you're here to join me. These figures are crazy. Mm. Um, uh, there, there is a local council in this list. Okay. Watford Borough Council. Right. They got Rosemary Schrager. You know who she is? Uh, the chef lady. The fat cook? Yes. One, one of... of well, the, yeah, not one of the fat cooks, but one of the... Another fat cook. Another fat cook, right. Yeah. She got um, paid to open uh, a, a new market in Watford. Mm. Have a guess how much. Well, bearing on what you've said already, I'm saying it's five figures. Yeah, five figures. Yeah. Wow. Um, could, you, could you put numbers into those five figures for me, please? Is the first one a one? Correct, sir, yes. Is the second one a two? No. Is it higher or lower? It's eleven and a half thousand pounds. Okay, fine. Uh, we it could have taken a long it time. It would have possibly, yeah. We would play uh, guess the scoring's guess the number. Eleven, eleven and a half. Mm. Now I've met her. She's a very nice lady. Yeah, She's delighted. Eleven and a half grand to cut a ribbon. I know. That's how. Right, how do they get away with this, Paul? Well, a lot of them say they do have a budget, which, as you have already alluded to, is basically there to, um, you know, help promote the town. Uh, I called up really just to remind you gently that, of course, Luton Borough Council did spend upwards of, well, lost upwards of four hundred thousand pounds, yeah. which would have accounted for half. Well, on the Love Luton Festival. On the Love Luton Festival. Festival, which uh, um, yeah. Yeah, we're not allowed to. Well, we are allowed to talk about, but they, that, that's one of the reasons they don't come and talk to us anymore because we. Them. They spent the fortune on Gareth, uh, not Gareth Gates, the other fella. Olly Murs. Uh, Olly Murs, the pork Although pie hat wearing gentleman. We never found out how much they paid any of the uh, artists because of contractual reasons, but I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there'll be other councils on that list with smaller numbers with equally questionable. Um, the thing is, right, because when I read this, the Happy Monday's got uh, 25 grand. I thought, I was for a festival. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're fine, but there were tickets. No tickets. It was a free festival. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, 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 they're not going to make back that. 25 grand by having that mob playing on their stage and probably swearing their heads off. Yeah, yeah and I wonder whether or not these free festivals in this sort of, these times of leaner um, financial budgets are going to be a thing of the past. Lena Zavaroni, I don't think she was booked, mate. Was she not? No, mate, no. Oh, Very tragic story she there. We should have got them. Hey, while, while we've got you on... Fever at the moment, Scoins. Remind us when is the Eurovision contest? It's this Saturday, Ian. Yep. Uh, what time? What time? Live on BBC One. Excellent. From probably eight o'clock. Just remind us of, of um, our entry. Where, sh where, where, where will you place? Um, hang on, let me see if I can make this sound rude. Where will you place your entry? Well, uh, not bad. Um, uh, Would you place it high or low? 
Or well, in the middle? Let's look at uh, past experience, certainly in recent times, and it's probably going to be towards the lower end. Yeah. That's where I'd place my interest. So <laughs> childish. Remind us of their name and their song, Paul. Um, they're called... Uh, uh, the, uh, the Violent Femmes. No, they're called Electro Velvet. So, uh, yeah. And just remind us of their song, Paul. Sing us a snatch. Can you give us a snatch of Electro Velvet? I know it's. I know it sounds a little bit like the. Uh, the bird's eye potato waffles. Sing thing. us a bit of that then. Bird's eye potato waffles. They're waffly versatile. They go with chips, fish fingers. Eggs on, eggs in. You can even grill and fry them. And you said potato in a very interesting way. You said potato. Potato, yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's the, great. It's the, um, well, it's, it's how, before it gets printed up, it, they put it... Let us tell... Why don't you tell the listener what's happening Saturday night? Where we're sending our reporter, Matt Lockwood? Uh, well, he's going to a party, isn't he? In, is it what? No, not Watford. Somewhere in the patch. Local. We're not sending it to Austria, are we? Because I, I would have gone for that gig if that was available. I would have, I, I would I'm have going to be honest, that. mate. You're not the best Eurovision correspondent we've ever had. I don't think I pitched. You did. Really? You, you pitched really up. Pitch that. You pitched up on um, our village green, and when you left, there was detritus everywhere, sir. The detritus of a smashed career. Okay. Uh, well, um, same time tomorrow? Yes, please, mate. Okay. Ta ta. Bye. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. But not all celebrities charge for their time. I charge uh, for my tongue. My tongue? My, my time. I charge for my tongs as well. You're not getting your hands on my tongs. Uh, natural history broadcaster and boring old Matt. He's so boring. David Attenborough gave a speech in Lincoln for South Kesteven Council for nothing and even paid his own expenses. Um, Andy Sylvester of the Taxpayers Alliance said, no, 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 not fair. No, 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 not their money. No, 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 no. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can also email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. And uh, if you want to tell us how excited you are about the Eurovision Song Contest, well, you can. Matt Lockwood is going to local singer-songwriters' uh, house. He's, uh, he writes an entry for the Eurovision Song Contest every year. This year's uh, song he wrote, Danger No Stranger, didn't make it. Um, and Matt's going to be spending the night in his house. <laughs> Matt is really, really, really looking forward to it. I, 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 I like your coconuts. I, 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 I think you're great. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there are delays from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 20 for the A41 and 16 for the M40. On the M40, it's slow northbound towards the M25 from the Denham roundabout. In Beaconsfield, looking at the speed sensors on Amersham Road, it's very busy between Longbottom Lane, southbound towards the A40 London Road. On the train departure boards, the 812 train from Luton to Brighton is delayed. And London Overground still has severe delays between Wilson Junction and Richmond. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. 
Do give us a call, 08459 455555. How excited are you about Eurovision? And come on, guys. Let's make television realistic. There should be more swearing, shouldn't there? Well, shouldn't there? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford MP backing calls for Yarlswood closure. Man who was subject of restraining order admits Hertfordshire murder and former England star linked with Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. They're calling on the new government to close the centre. Among those supporting the campaign is the Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. Well, I think Yarlswood should close. But I think that closure should be part of a wider reform by the Home Secretary about the use of detention in managing immigration. I think it's become a default position from the Home Office and I, I think it raises very serious concerns in a number of areas. A man is due to be sentenced next month after admitting murdering a Hertfordshire woman who had obtained a restraining order against him. 44-year-old Matthew Keogh of no fixed address pleaded guilty to murdering Sally Campion in Bishop Stortford in July last year. Claire Laxton is from Women's Aid. Obviously, you can see in this case, this perpetrator was determined to... Um to, to contact his victim um, and I think it doesn't necessarily imply that restraining orders don't work mm. but that maybe in this case something more was needed to protect that victim. Nine men arrested yesterday in connection with the Hatton Garden jewellery theft in London remain in custody. Scotland Yard has revealed that a significant amount of high value property was seized in raids in London and Kent. Those detained range in age from 43 to 76. Marks and Spencer has posted its first rise in annual profits in four years. Profits are up 6% to £661 million. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The woman referred to as Girl A has been explaining how she first met one of the defendants. The 11 men deny a total of 49 offences. Peter Cook was in court. She met the first defendant called Vikram Singh from Aylesbury who's married with two children when she was around 11 years old in the marketplace in Aylesbury, which takes place on a Wednesday. Now, soon afterwards, he approached her in Woolworths and gave her his phone number. A short while afterwards, he took her to the cinema where he allegedly sexually assaulted her. On the second day of his historic visit to Ireland, Prince Charles is going to visit the village where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1979. Yesterday, he shook hands with the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams. Four people have been arrested on suspicion of immigration offences after a group of people were seen jumping from the back of a parked lorry at the Toddington service station on the M1 in Bedfordshire. It happened at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. A police dog and the police helicopter were used to round up the suspects. In sport, the former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Westley still being in charge. Stevenage are not commenting on reports that West Ham have allowed Sheringham to speak to them. The former Spurs and Manchester United star is on the coaching staff at West Ham. The weather, sunshine and showers again, but not as heavy or as widespread as yesterday. A maximum temperature today, 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four in ten people think there is too much swearing on television. Well, that would imply six in ten think there's not enough. And I I kind of agree. I mean, I don't want the meffing and jeffing during um, Rainbow, but... Come on, guys, after nine o'clock... Swearing can be funny. Powerful. Do you agree with me? We should have more swearing on television. Controversy on the show this morning. I've dumped the littlest hobo. Someone phoned out and complained. It's been controversial. It's gone. It's deleted. Deleted. People are asking, well, what are you going to replace it with? Nothing. Nothing sign up, as my boys would say when they're being naughty. Nothing sign up. We should really find something for uh, for uh, for um, what's her face, Dealey to do. Something will pop up. Something will pop up. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, campaigners are stepping up the pressure on the government to shut down the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre. A number of groups will be joining forces to demonstrate outside the facility in Bedfordshire next month. Meanwhile, investigations continue into three separate incidents involving alleged mistreatment of detainees. Uh, Let's speak now to Sophie Radici from Women for Refugee Women, who are helping organise the process. Morning, Sophie. Morning. What's the idea behind the protest? Um, well, the protest is to carry on the pressure to the um, government in its second term to say, enough's enough, let's close down Yarlswood. Um, because uh, as a detention centre, we don't believe that asylum-seeking women should be detained at all. And so we're just, along with other groups, people are coming from all over the country to stand outside Yarlswood and... Um, sing and make a lot of noise and hopefully the women will hear us too. Uh, why do you think detention centres are not the answer? Um, well, lots of reasons. Uh... Oh, Sophie? Sophie? We've lost Sophie. Let's. Can we try and get Sophie back, please? Can you... Because we've just lost Sophie, I think. Sophie, have you gone? Yes, she's gone. We'll try and get her back. 08459 555555 is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Sophie, are you back? Yeah, we lost sorry, you. Sorry, that's all right. Well, are you, I'm assuming you're on a mobile phone. Yes, you know, I am. One yes. day they'll make mobile phones that can not only surf the net, they'll also be able to make decent phone calls on it. They never oh, do, no. do they? They're awful. <laughs> sorry, you were telling yes. us why you think detention centres are not the answer. Um, yes, they're not the answer. Um, uh, Yardwood is like a prison, and the women are held in there indefinitely. So you can imagine being held somewhere and you don't know how long for in itself is um, has a very negative impact on the women's mental health. But also the staff, I don't know if you know that Channel 4 did some undercover filming in yes, there. Yes, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. You helped yeah. with this, didn't you, this documentary? Yes, yes. Um, and it shows that the staff 
treat the women um, very badly. Um, and there's a lot of male guards. And a lot of the women that were in there have um, escaped from sexual violence. And male guards burst in at them on any when they're naked, partly dressed, in the shower or in the toilet, which for any of us would be very distressing. But let alone for women who've gone through that sort of thing. Not in any way that this justifies it, but it's not all guards, is it? It's, it's It's a minority of guards. Uh, that are men? No, it's not. No, no, that do no, that do no. these things. Um, no, I no. You're saying it's all uh, of them. It's, well, it's a it's a part of the culture that they get burst in on and they're watched. So by all of the guards, guards, all of the guards are mistreating the women. Well, if 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 you think uh, we think that it's undignified and distressing to be watched by male guards, right, but you're saying it's all of the guards. Well, all of the guards, it's part of the routine because they have roll calls three times a day and, we, and they're burst in on. So more often than not, they're burst in on while naked, partly dressed, in the shower and the toilet. Okay, I'm just, part I just of the wanna, culture. Uh, yeah, OK, I just want to make sure they've got that right. You're saying that all yeah. of the guards there mistreat the, uh, mistreat the women. Well, you're slight. Of course, there's some guards there that are better than others, but it's part of the culture. It's part of the routine to go into the rooms when women, you know, may be partly dressed in the shower. And it's very undignified. It's very distressing. The whole culture is like a prison culture. And that is distressing. No, of course it is. These people have done nothing wrong. Except claim... Uh, except ask for asylum, yeah. so you can see. Yeah, the argument um, mm. against uh, not having these detention centres yeah. and kind of assessing people individually while they're in the community is yeah. that there may be one or two, you know, I, I'm sure a significant number of these women are genuine, but there may be yeah. one or two dodgepots that aren't, that just kind of just disappear. Well, actually, we I work, I work with asylum-seeking women and that they don't abscond, and I'll tell you why they don't abscond, because they want their status... So they have to go and report every week. That's the legitimate ones. But there might uh, be some. But there might be some that are, that are, are claiming asylum illegitimately. Um, well, there might be. But I, you are you going to are you going to lock up women because of that? I, I'm, no. What I'm saying is, if even the ones that may not be genuine. Even they want their status. They don't abscond if you're, you're they're claiming so, asylum. You're, you're, well, well, you're speaking with a very broad brush. You're saying that there are no yeah. people that are claiming asylum falsely that disappear into the system. No, I'm, of course I'm not saying that. But, but that, and that saying, could happen no, if no, they no, were in the community, couldn't it? Of course I'm not it? saying that. But what I'm saying is a bit more subtle than that. If you are claiming asylum, you you tend to not to want to disappear. What you want is your status. And so the women who are claiming asylum have to go and report yeah. every week to different places. And I'm sure they and would they if they do were doing go it and report. Can, yeah. But can I just say one thing? They do go and report, but they're, more, they're picked up to be taken to detention centres at those reporting centres. So it's a bit counterproductive now because... You know, they can go there and, and and be picked up and taken to Yarl's Woods. So, do you see what I mean? It's a bit counterproductive because they they fear when they go to report that they're going to be picked up. And But they still go. Stay so, there. Steve's called in. Steve, what do you want to say about this? Morning, there's two things. If, if they, I know it's going to sound rather harsh, mm. but if it is closed down, I mean, are we, going to, are we going to fund these people to be deported? Because we've got enough people in our system and our country as it is. Or the other well, way is, why don't we detain all 
foreigners applications before they get to Britain and then they can come in when we know they're safe and and uh, can fund their own way of life. Sophie? Well, if we're talking about funding, can I just say detention is very expensive. It's th- yeah. It costs £37,000 to have them in detention and only 31% actually get deported. So most of the time it's a cat and mouse game anyway and then they get taken back into the community. Well, I, I mean, as, as, much as, as much as I'm slightly slightly to the right of politics, I mean, yeah. e- even, under, even under the... No, listen, even under the law, I mean, locking someone up and they haven't done nothing, I mean, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I will sort of go that bit saying, well, they shouldn't be really locked up. They should and be contained, mean, but not... And- and pregnant women are not locked up as well, which they're not meant to be. But we, I go into yards with a lot, and there's, you know, there's pregnant women in there. There's people who've gone through torture. There's all sorts of people that really, really shouldn't be there. So uh, the whole system is mm. very chaotic. When is this? So, uh, when is this demonstration happening, Sophie? And, and how can people find out more about it? Um, it's happening on the sixth of June, uh, 12.30, outside Yarls Wood, on the verge there, outside the business park. Um, And uh, do go on our Facebook, the Women for Refugee Women Facebook page, and you'll find out more about it. Sophie, um, all um, the details. Well, we'll, thanks we'll, for speaking to no, me. No, listen, thank you for putting up a robust, yeah. robust defence. I hope you understand oh, why I've got to ask these questions. I know, no, I know you can handle course, it, that's why I did it. Course. And um, we'll probably speak to you nearer the time as well, Sophie. Oh, thanks for that. Thank you okay. very much indeed. Sophie Radici from Women for Refugee Women. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Did we just hear the uh, softer side of uh, Steve there? Was, was there a... Was communist Steve just a, a, a little bit? Um, is is the uh, ice heart starting to thaw? So I, well, you know it's a it's a slow news day um, because they put pictures of animals in the papers, and the Sun have got uh, swing a spaniel. No, it's not what you think, guys. Dogs getting a woof ride. <laughs> they should have put woof wide. I don't know why. And what it is, and I don't understand. I don't understand why people would do this. Oh, yeah, because it looks funny. Uh, they've just loads of pictures of dogs in swings. It swings... Oh, fair play, Jennifer Tippett. This is... This, OK, swing a spaniel may not work. Dogs getting a woof wide may not work. This line works. It swings and houndabouts for these dogs. Yeah? Guys? Guys? Someone sent someone sent Jennifer Tippett a bunch of flowers from me. It swings and houndabouts for these dogs. I've got this great line, right? It swings and houndabouts. Anybody got any pictures of dogs on, like, swings and roundabouts? I could... Oh, you got loads of pictures of dogs in swings? Well, I have that to go with the line I've come up with. It swings and houndabouts for these dogs as they strike a pose on play equipment. The swaying pets have become internet hits after their proud owners plonked them on swings and posted the snaps online. But judging by the dog's bemused expressions, they're not all fans of bark life. Oi! And then, because we've had a laugh there, you've got to have the sweet and sour. You've got to have the, the laughter and the tears. And then to kind of ruin it all, they've got a picture of uh, a cat that looks like um, Hitler. Hail Hitler. Yeah, yeah. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy from junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. And on the M40, that's still looking really slow northbound from the A40 at the Denham roundabout towards the M25. On the M11 southbound, there's a lane blocked between just after junction 7 for Harlow, which is causing some delays because of a three-vehicle accident. In St. Neots on the A428, that's looking slow eastbound from Barford Road towards Ermine Street south at Caxton Gibbet. And on the trains, London Overground still has severe delays between Wilsdon Junction and Richmond. Also looking at the departure boards, the 812 train from Luton to Brighton is delayed. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Hail or heil? Heil. Hail is what you do to a cab. Heil is what you do to Hitler. 8.15. It's uh, Wednesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford MP Richard Fuller is backing calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre ahead of a planned protest there next month. A man has admitted murdering a Hertfordshire woman who'd obtained a restraining order against him. And the former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight for Wickham Wanderers. Second leg of the League Two playoff. It's half time in the tie. It's Wickham Wanderers three, Plymouth Argyle two. It's on a knife edge. Wickham are through to the League Two playoff final. And it comes to the near post. Mawson's there. It's a goal. Wickham have got a second. Alfie Mawson direct from the corner. And of course, we'll bring you the whole day right here. We'll be with the chair boys from first thing to final whistle. If you're going to get promoted, the best way is to do it at Wembley. You know, have a day out for the fans. They've been with us all season. You know, and so thank you to them for last year staying with us. Wickham against Southend in the League Two playoff final. This Saturday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Anyway, morning. Good morning. Good morning. A little bit late there. What May I, may I ask what happened? I hope it was nothing personal. I knew you were going to... I knew you would bring this well, up. Well, you you were late. I was reading the last story about a man called Teddy Sheringham. Imagine being mm. called Teddy and being a grown man. Isn't that ridiculous? And I was doing it really slowly. With, I've got excellent peripheral vision, and I can see out the glass, even when I'm looking like this. I thought, he's going to come. He's, gonna, he's not going to come. And I had to... No, I'm sorry. The printer wouldn't print. Oh, for crying out loud. We're the BBC. Can't we just go and order some new laser printers and put it on the uh, licence payers' bill? We're moving soon. We'll get new printers. Uh, won't we? Uh, They're not going to bring over the awful old ones, are they? Well, have, have you been asked? We, and we've all been asked to put stuff in the back of our car and drive it over next week. Isn't that the... What, the print? No, surely we're not taking yeah, the printers. bringing the printers with us, yeah. What? Printers and the computers, yeah. yeah. Leave us but the, they don't work. They've spent... A they spent about £25 million pounds on the new building and the new studio. They can't afford printers. I don't think they spent that much. No, you're right. It was £30 million pounds of, <laughs> your, of your money licence fee payers. Are you He's happy joking. with that? He's joking. How much did they spend? I don't know. Not that much. But you much less. OK, significantly less. It was about 25 bob. It's a bargain. A lot less than it would have been to renew this old building that's falling well down. Well done. You listened to the boss's spiel. Well, this is true. It's, this, it's this building we're in yep. now, yep. is uh, it would have been very ineffective, cost-effective yep. for you, the licence payer. It's Dunstable, so uh, they're probably paying us to go there. Do you reckon? They? I think they're probably slipping us a few quid. Well, you're uh, you're really paving the way nicely for our uh, our future in Dunstable. I hope you enjoy your time there. <laughs> Good luck. 
Good luck paying the parking charges. <laughs> now, what's on your show this morning? Well, uh, it's interesting you me- you mentioned parking charges. Oh, I did. Coming up at nine this morning. Have a little sip of coffee. I'm going to be asking, should, and you'll have a view on this, Uh-oh. should people be fined for wrongly parking in parent and child spaces? An Aylesbury mum is petitioning oh, okay. her local MP, David Lidlington, yeah. as she wants all parents to receive free priority permits, uh, permits so they can park anywhere in the town. The permits will be given when your child is born. Hang on, so uh, they can park anywhere in the town? Uh, yeah, as a, as a, as a uh, parent and child space. Yeah. Um, it would allow you to uh, get the, the permit when your child is born, and yeah. then the permit would expire when your child reaches five. <laughs> uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, what a chancer. Anyone parking in a space without a permit would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashlyn says parents with young children should be treated with the same consideration as disabled blue oh. badge holders. Oh. Tesco, they've already contacted her to say that they're going to pilot a new scheme mm. policing their parent and child spaces. Tesco don't police the disabled base spaces. They don't have a policy on that. So. No, well, apparently they're going to start, they're going to trial okay. policing the parent and child spaces. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your views on this. Should people be fined for wrongly parking in parent and child spaces? Spaces. I'd love you, Paul. <laughs> on 08459 No. What, no? No, of course they shouldn't. Why not? Well, it was, well, it's ridiculous. A parent and child space is a convenience, but if I... It's not... But very rarely... I took the boys swimming the other day, OK? And I wish I hadn't, because they were a right pain in the backside, really annoying me. But there wasn't a child and, and uh, the parent space to park, so I parked a bit further away and we walked. They're five and three. Okay, we walked. If they're a bit younger, it would have been in the buggy. All right, we'll put the kid in the buggy. What's, it's not the same as being disabled by any stretch of the imagination. But how do you get your child in and out of a space, in and out of the, the, uh, the seat in the back of the car, if you're in a, a normal space where you can't really That's open true. your door wide? Well, of course you can open your door wide. There's, there's, there's enough... For, it's not the same as a disabled person needing that space to maybe get the wheelchair at the back or maybe they've got a leg that they can't bend so they have to spin around. You can always you can always get the child out of that small space. Oh. Of course you can. This woman's a chancer. I oh. respect her, you know, having a go, but she's obviously, you know, she should get a job or something. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, from nine, I'd like to hear your reaction to this. Should people be fined for wrongly parking in parent and child spaces? If you have a view, 08459 from nine. Valley, were people lost in time, ruled 
It. Where's my, um, all my papers are to cop this morning. Here we go. Oh, that's the Daily Mail. Why do the Daily Mail and the uh, Express look so similar? They have such similar fonts. I like the fonts. So, uh, Prince William, who'd have thought um, he had a musical bent? 08459 455 555, by the way. Uh, and this is a really weird way of phrasing it. Prince William has revealed another string to his bow. It's not about bowing. Play... And it's very specific, this. Playing reggae bass guitar. He plays reggae bass guitar. Now, that's kind of quite a, a, a specific style of bass to play. Reggae bass Guitar, I'm Peter. not going down the reggae route. Well, you should go down the reggae route, because Prince William is. The Duke of Cambridge told his secret... Secret. To mus- musician and actor Brinsley Ford. <laughs> yesterday, when he presented him with an MBE. Brinsley Ford? He's from Aswad, isn't it? See, why is someone from Aswad getting an MBE? Ford said after the ceremony at Windsor Castle, I've just got a new bass player. You might know him as the Duke of Cambridge. He said, I'm a bit good on the bass guitar, so I'm thinking of signing him up. It's the first time William has admitted music to... When when would Prince William get the chance... You couldn't play loud bass guitar. You couldn't get loud uh, play loud bass guitar in uh, Windsor Castle. It's old. I was there the other day. The Queen was there. You know the Queen... How, how do you know the Queen is there? The Royal Standard is flying. If the Union Jack is flying, then she's not in. If the Union Jack is flying upside down, she's in trouble. She's being attacked by pirates. If the Royal... St- I'll speak to deals after half past. If the Royal Standard is there, then the Queen is in. And if you have a little walk around, you kind of keep your eyes and ears peeled because you might bump into the Queen. I never have, but some people say they have. I never have. Some people say they have. I never have. It's a bit boring in there. My boys like to go for some reason. I don't know why. It's a little bit dull in there. The dolls, dolls house. The doll, the dolls house is the dolls house. It's this weird big dolls house. Apparently, it's the biggest in the world. I heard a woman saying in front of me. Wow, still rubbish. It's really dark in there. I don't think uh, they're allowed to have the lights on because it will da- it will damage it. This is why you're not allowed to take uh, pictures of flash photography of the Mona Lisa. They say it's because the flash photography will damage it. I'll say it's because they don't want people to know the Mona Lisa is actually rubbish. Seriously, it's a rubbish picture. First of all, it's tiny. It's about the size of an iPad. And secondly, it's bobbins. Is that the Mona Lisa? Yeah. It's rubbish. Yeah. Welcome to France. You've just been tricked. And you've been tricked by the French uh, cabbie who's probably charged you three times the rate. And the Eiffel Tower is not very exciting. It's tall, but it's not very exciting. You've got a queue for a long time. It's the first time William, uh, William has admitted music talents. Ford's group Aswad pioneered UK reggae. You try telling that to UB40. Yeah? 
Let's get let's get Ford and uh, uh, Campbell together in a pub, a few pints. Then we'll see who uh, pioneered UK reggae. And by UK reggae, I mean really bland reggae. It, it, I mean reggae is the is the the worst genre of music at the best of times. UK reggae. You know there are two UB40s touring the country. There are two UB40s. Flip it, heck. One UB40 is bad enough. Two of the cheeky so-and-sos. Ford's group Aswad pioneered UK reggae. Their single, Don't Turn Around, topped the charts in 1988. Who else did Don't Turn Around? Um, was it Ace of Bass? Did they do it? Ace of Bass, of course, also did. Uh, 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 I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. Wow. When are Ace of Bass going to get an MBE? I don't think they can. They're Swedish. I think you can give those to the Swedes. I think you can. Not totally sure. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. We'll speak to Dealey after half past. And I'm surprised by the lack of motivation in you, dear listener. But, but there are some people in the paper saying, oh, there's too much swearing on the television. I genuinely, this isn't me being, you know, obtuse. I genuinely think that there's not enough swearing on television. If you want to make swearing... Brinsley Ford sounds like a car dealership. It does, doesn't it, John? Thank you. Uh, if you want to make television more realistic and more... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Visceral. Yeah, visceral. Then you should have swear words in there. Just every now and then. Imagine Bergerac, you know, just dropping the S-bomb because he, he's, he's lost a clue or something. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Ware on the High Street, it's been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down at the junction for Church Street. And in Waddesdon on the A41, that's slow eastbound between Warmston Lane and the Hayden Road. In Luton, the M1 has slow southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Also, the M1 southbound is stop start between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes if you're a bit further afield. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. Samantha Brough, BB Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford MP Richard Fuller is backing calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre ahead of a planned protest there next month. The man has admitted murdering a Hertfordshire woman who had obtained a restraining order against him. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. And Marks & Spencer has posted its first rise in annual profits in four years. Profits are up 6% to £661 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage. That's despite Graham Westley still being in charge. More from Jeff Doyle. Reports suggest that West Ham have allowed Sheringham to speak to Stevenage about the manager's job at the Lamex. The former Manchester United and Spurs forward is currently an attacking coach at Upton Park. If he were to be given the job, it would be his first management position. Current Stevenage boss Graham Wesley is out of contract at the end of this month. He told Three Counties Sport after the semi-final playoff defeat last week that he might not be at the club next season. Stevenage aren't commenting on his position. Raheem Sterling won Liverpool's Young Player of the Year award at a ceremony last night, just 25 
24 hours after it emerged he will ask to leave the club. Some fans booed as he left the stage. And there's one Premier League game this evening as Arsenal host relegation threatens Sunderland. In cricket, England complete their preparations for the first test against New Zealand, which starts tomorrow at Lords. Caretaker coach Paul Fairbrace says he'd like the job full-time. And in rugby, coach Stuart Lancaster names his England World Cup training squad this lunchtime. Saracen's teenager Maroita Jay is set to be called up just a year after playing for Old Albanians in St Albans. More from Ian Robertson. All the probable World Cup 31-player squad will be included today, with the rider that a few players like Ben Foden, who are injured and currently unavailable, could be added at a later date. David Strettle, in great form for Saracens, will miss out. Chris Ashton, also in good form, will be selected. Sam Burgess, disappointing as a centre for Bath, but playing really well in the back row, will be chosen. And one likely outstanding newcomer will be Maro Itoji of Saracens. BBC Through Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Did that guy just say newcomer and marrow? He just said newcomer and marrow. Didn't he? I'm sure he just said newcomer and marrow. And if I'm, if I'm uh, not wrong, those are uh, uh, vegetables. Marrow is probably a fruit or probably a nut. No, it's probably a herb. I think a, uh, no, I think a cucumber's a herb. Um, and bananas are uh, blooming horrible, basically. So, um, th- there's lots of uh, uh, pictures of uh, people uh, that they claim to be William Shakespeare in the newspaper. Is this really the true face of Shakespeare? Who cares? I mean, uh, the guy like died, you know, like over 100 years ago. Really? Does anybody care what William Shakespeare looked like? He had an earring. I wonder if it was the gay ear or the straight ear. Does that rule still apply, the gay ear and the straight ear? I don't know. Did that rule ever apply? Hang on a second, I just realised I may have been duped by my friends the whole time. I never had an earring. But was that actually true, that if you had an earring in one ear, you were gay, uh, and the other ear, you weren't gay? It was secret gay code. Or was that just playground nonsense so we could bully Mark Dunstall? Nickname? Mark Dunstall Bubble. It's true. Is that what that was for? Was it merely invented to uh, humiliate the best-looking boy in the school? Is this the bard... David Pilditch. Is this the bard or not the bard? That is the question. That's terrible. Until now, Shakespeare has been portrayed as a balding figure with a humorless expression. But his real likeness has finally been uncovered, it's claimed, with a nobler-looking face. Nobler! Not unlike Joseph Fiennes in the film Shakespeare in Love. Huh? Uh, yeah, compared to that picture, completely unlike Joseph Fiennes in the film Shakespeare in Love. The earliest likenesses of William Shakespeare, who died died in 1666, no, hang on, 1616, quarter past four, were on his monument at Holy Trinity Church, Stratford-upon-Avon. Daly, what's your favourite Shakespeare play? Uh, not really into Shakespeare, yeah, he's rubbish, boss. He's rubbish, isn't it? Modern man, you know? Yeah, he's, he's rubbish. Well, hang on, you say modern man, your favourite music's the 80s. <laughs> well, that's kind of modern, you know, in comparison. 
It is. If we, if we had a timeline, uh, then um, Jason Donovan will be at one minute to midnight, mm. and Shakespeare would uh, be at um, uh, breakfast, just between in between breakfast and lunch. Yeah, yeah, good point. It's well, rubbish, isn't it? I mean, I like Much Ado About Nothing, but that's because yeah. I'm, you know, I was I'm a little bit poncy. I'm like twelve percent ponce. Yeah. But the rest of it, oh, flipping it. I mean, when I was at school and I was learning this stuff, uh, I thought to myself, how is that going to help me later in life? I I wanted to do business studies. I wanted to make some cash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How much cash you got, mate? A little bit here and there, you know. Justin Stadio, come back to you in a second. Let's find out more about Shakespeare. Uh, No, let's not, because he's boring, guys. Hey, guys, if you're studying Shakespeare at school, give up now. Dullsville, huh? Here's something that's not Dullsville. The 25 milestones in life and the age you should achieve them. And then, bizarrely, they've got a picture of the Friends posse. Do you remember remember when Friends was a thing and the X-Files was a thing and they've just made some new episodes of the X-Files? Ah, why? Why? Wasn't there a series? I never watched the X-Files. There was a series of the X-Files that didn't have... Um, Fox Mulder in it. David Duchovny wasn't in it. There's somebody else. Well, he, I, I'm guessing it was because in the series he'd been abducted by aliens. In the real world, it was because he was concentrating on his movie career. Well, that went well, David. How are those films doing? It's the ultimate guide to life. No, it's not the Bible. And the 25 major milestones we need to achieve. Ah, uh, what? The compilers, drawing on a study of experiences and regrets, 08459 455 555, have come up with the key milestones we should have passed at each stage of our life. I'm scared to look at this because I'm guessing... Well, I may have done a few. Let's have a look. They include the first kiss at... Fifth, let's, OK, Justin, let's play this game. OK. First kiss. First kiss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first kiss yep. was with a girl called Lisa, who is now a lesbian. I didn't. I didn't need the gory details. I'm just mate. giving you fact, not fiction. The age of the uh, uh, the, the age of you when you turned a girl gay. Uh, <laughs> that would have been about uh, what seven? You know, proper kiss. Sorry, well, seven. Well, like Frenchy. Well, yeah, like tongues. Yeah. What's your problem? How old was she? Uh, eight. Year above. Seven? Yeah. Flipping eggs. Back to Mark Dunster bubble. He was doing the same thing. <laughs> he was doing the same thing with a girl called Maxine who was the school bully. Mm. And I was thinking, Mark, what are you doing? That's why I think we, why we made up the thing about the gay ear and the straight ear. That, well, to be fair, when I was at school, uh, the rumours were certainly doing the round about uh, the earrings. I'm not quite sure which ear no. meant the... Yeah, no, seriously, it in my playground... Varied, yep. It varied, didn't it, depending on what ear... So, whatever ear someone had their... The boy had their ears pierced, they go, oh, that's the gay ear. Yeah. The gear. I had my ears pierced once, and uh, unfortunately, they'd run out of the manly studs. So I had uh, a stud put in my ear, which was very girly. There are a lot of people uh, that yeah. would love a stud in their ear. <laughs> Six weeks, Kinky it was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, first kiss should be 15. What? 15? <laughs> Come on! Well, you should have. You, okay, you should have achieved it by fifty. Seven is is I think is remarkable. Can anyone beat? Well, no, I don't want to hear anyone beat. I don't want to hear about six-year-olds French kissing people. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five. But mine was fifteen uh, on the um, the bus station steps, Slough bus station, with Kerry. Are you for real? Fifteen years old. Sorry. Fifteen. Yes, mate. I was wow. a sensitive. I was a sensitive type. I was a poet. It's incredible. 
What, what age did you pass your driving test? Uh, about, what, 21, you 22? By, you should have passed it by the time you were 20. Well, I failed five times. I <laughs> know, mate, because you're bobbins. Mm. Absolutely bobbins. Um, let's go through this. Um, um, first holiday with your partner, 23... Oh, be a best man at 23. I was a best man at about t- 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 22. It was awful. I didn't yeah. know, really know what you had to do. Horrible. And I wasn't really friends with the guy anymore either. <laughs> he was like a school friend and I'd moved on. And I didn't know what you had to do and I did a really awful speech. Yeah. It was awful. And it was... Oh, I've never been involved in such a, a horrific experience. It's the pressure. You know, you see it every single weekend in the summer, people who have to do these speeches, who never normally have to stand up and, yeah. and speak in front of people. I feel sorry for any best man. Yeah, well, I did it the last... I've, I've done two best men speeches, right? First one was rubbish, second one, boom, smashed it. Yeah. Back of the net. Get in there, Got plenty son. of laughs. Few tears, <laughs> a bit that didn't work, and then a big laugh at the end. Beautiful. Oh, that is the perfect best man speech. Yeah, holy grail. Every box is being ticked, or at least I hope it was. I think that's why they were getting married. <laughs> um, where, 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 okay, so at 35, you should think about starting, you, you should have started up your own business. It's a bit high again. 35? <laughs> By 35, you should be a millionaire. Well, well, uh, no, uh, at 30, by 37, at 37, you should start earning £40,000. Flipping heck. Mm. And at 60, this is bullshine. At 60, we're all being told that this you can't do this anymore. At 60, you should retire. Where, where did they get this uh, from? No chance. Where, where, I don't understand where this nonsense come from. It suggests that at 19... Somebody tell that to Tony Blackburn. Oh, man. well, I, I, I keep telling it to him, yeah. and he won't. the man won't listen. <laughs> he loves it, that's why. Well, the thing is... That and the, we love him. Well, yeah, I know. Let's But let's be honest, right? The more he does, the less opportunity there is for us in this business, Justin. Well, considering he's working at pretty much every single BBC radio station, maybe yes, yes. I, I had a rumour, and I don't know if this is true. Am I allowed to say this on the air about Tony Black? But I'm going to say it on the air. I had a rumour that he died 15 years ago. <laughs> and it's the ghost of Tony Black. His body is so um, uh, uh, used to working, his body won't let go. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Similar sort of rumour there to uh, Paul McCartney when he died back in, what, 1968? Hey! Band on the run! Picking up my free tickets today! Great stuff. When are we going? Well, the thing is, I'm in London today, right? That there, yeah. London. And um, uh, if I can pick up my tickets today, I'm going Sunday. I may not be able to pick up my, my tickets today. They may not have the tickets, in which case, I'm not going. So if you pick up the tickets today, you're going Sunday. Yes, sir. You're picking up tickets, not ticket, ticket. Two so tickets. You've got two tickets. Two okay. tickets, mate. Great stuff. Uh, what time am I popping around to, to pick you up? Uh, yeah? No. What, mm? Well, do, do you know what? I work my backside off you on the streets, day in, day out. And even you say to me, in the winter, how do you do yeah. what you do? Yeah. I feel for you. This is your chance to put a wrong right. Hang on a second. I'm just texting my wife. Do you want <laughs> to come to McCartney or not? So if the missus says it's, no, it's all dependent am on I her, in? mate. Am I in? She's, what, with, with coming to see Paul McCartney, yes. Yeah. OK, well, I've texted her. OK. We'll find out. Do you want to wait? Well, yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, it's not a problem. She might be busy with the kids. OK. <sighs> be great to, to go backstage. 
<laughs> get Macca's memories. Get Macca's memories. <laughs> Talk to me about Maybe I'm Amazed, a great song of its day. What, what did it mean to you, Paul? I can, yeah, I've got the question sorted already. On the ages uh, thing, Martin says, mate, you're in Luton. 15 is the age the water should be breaking. Well, that's, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit. Good point, though, to be fair. That's a little bit. OK, if you met Paul McCartney, right. yep. uh, let, let's, let, let's, let's audition you, OK? Mm-hmm. You're going to meet Paul McCartney. What are the, the three questions you would ask him? Well, I wouldn't say to him, like when you met Roger Daltrey, oh, oh mate. mate, mate, I love the music. No, thanks. What I said, no, what thanks. I said to Roger Daltrey was, I really like the music you did with The Who. <laughs> Very specific about that. Very well, specific. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd say, Paul, lovely to meet you. I'm J-Dog from Three Counties oh, Radio. God. Let's sit yourself down, and we're going to talk about some of your right. favourite musical memories. Ask him, ask him if... Um, hang on a second, hang on a second. Ask him if he wants to do an interview. Paul? Ask him when the best time is to do an interview. Paul, um, love to, to sit down and have a chat with you. When's the best time to do an interview? You can do it right now, please. It's a good start. There you go, you see? <laughs> and that's that's the only bit of the conversation I can give you, I'm afraid. Oh, OK. Um, oh, blimey. Oh, I've, oh, blimey, now I'm in trouble. It was a joke, Jerry. Flippin' heck, the uh, dad of the bride at the... Uh, the uh, <laughs> Flippin' heck, it's a joke. Oh, blimey, it's all kicking off today. Uh, it's... Uh, deary, deary me. I've upset the dad of the bride at the wedding I was at when I was 23. Uh, it was a joke. It's oh, life. Oh, Flippin' heck, I've upset this old geezer as well. Hello, fella. You're right. Morning. Is it... Yeah. <laughs> what, what's all this about? I'm dead. Now... <laughs> We, there's a rumour been floating... Oh, everyone's getting yeah. angry with me today. There's a rumour floating around, Tony, that yes. you died 15 years ago uh, and that it's not really you, that your body won't stop working. Well, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah, that rumour went out about well, 15... <laughs> actually, funny enough... When are you going to give us youngsters a chance, eh? Funny for goodness sakes. What, you young kids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, one of you can prove you're better than I am. <laughs> So that ain't that? never going to happen. Well, exactly. That's why I'm going to keep going. That ain't never going to happen. Yeah. How are you doing, fella? You're right. Yeah, not bad. Actually, um, I did get a phone call. My wife got a phone call from, I think it was Sky Television, about uh, oh. ten years. No, it's about five years ago, oh. saying that we've heard your husband's <gasps> died. No, Is really? It's awful thing to happen. Really? Yeah, yeah. Blimey, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. She might, was she, were, you, were you there with her? Or did no, she no, have to no, phone no, you up no, and I was, find I, out? I was away. I was away, oh, yeah. man alive. Yeah. Tony yeah. Blackburn is alive and when I came, When I came back, you know, she'd, she'd invited people around to a party and everything and yeah. things like that, you know. Yeah. It was sad. Mm. There you go. <laughs> 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 uh, how's your show going? You do, hang on, I can't remember oh, what day so, you do here. You probably don't remember either. I, you do um, shows everywhere I, all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sunday at 9 o'clock. It's doing very, very well, in actual fact. Yeah, very well. People love you. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about that. You had put up with me. I think a lot of people thought in the 60s I was going to go away. And then there comes a time when you get used to people, isn't it? Rather like your program. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, people think, well, you, you know, you're just going to eventually go away. But you don't. And you just hang on in there. And eventually, after a time, they get used to you. Have they they started, quite like you. Have they started doing that thing of calling you a living legend? Yet? Yeah. Or, or national treasure? Because that means... You should be buried. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's always a weird... <laughs> national treasure. Because that does mean... Treasure. Well, He's hanging in there. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Sundays, yeah. nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah. People so people can hear your stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What? I, now listen. I've just. I've got yeah. to go to travel in a second. I've All just. Right. I've only just started getting. Do you want into, me to go? Well, yeah. All right. I've only just started getting into Northern Soul. Yes. It's, it, it's a mystery to me because I'm kind of like a white pop guy. Well, you like m- the monkeys, for God's sake. I mean, listen, there was no Sorry. hope for you. Why pick your pudding? How, how rude. Give me. Give me you one. Did. You're going to the. I do. You I do, do like the monkeys. Don't don't try and deny it. Give me one Northern Soul record. I should. 
should check out. Uh, Johnny Bristol, Man Up in the Sky. May God bless you, sir. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In where the high street's been partially blocked at Church Street because the lorry's broken down. In Watford, it's busy on the speed sensors on Exchange Road around the turning for Beach and Grove. And in Waddesdon on the A41, that's slow eastbound between Warmston Lane and Hayden Road. On the M1 towards London, that's looking very busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's slow on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. There are no major delays showing up on the public transport train departure boards. Samantha Bruff. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Eight forty-seven. It's Wednesday, the twentieth of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford MP Richard Fuller is backing calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre ahead of a planned protest there next month. A man has admitted murdering a Hertfordshire woman who'd obtained a restraining order against him. And the former England striker Teddy Sheringham is being linked with the manager's job at Stevenage, despite Graham Wesley still being in charge. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Are warming up a little now. We're starting to see a little bit of cloud feeding in. One or two showers just starting to arrive as well as we head down through parts of Bedfordshire, but they're not quite as lively as yesterday, and they're not going to be as frequent either. We get some sunny spells between the cloud as well. Elsewhere, further south you are, and the further east you are, we've still got the sunshine. But like I said, sunny spells through the day. One or two showers. Temperatures a touch warmer than yesterday. The wind a lot less. 16 Celsius. That's 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now overnight, mostly dry and clear. Not quite as chilly as last night, but still temperatures down to around 5 Celsius. For tomorrow, it's a decent day. Variable amounts of clouds and sunshine, though, and feeling warmer still. We're looking at a maximum of 17 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a shame Dealey's gone, because, um, is he there? Boss, I'm here. Oh, what are you doing Sunday night? Not a lot. Do you want to come and see Paul McCartney with me at the O2? Seriously? Band on the run. Hey, I'm there. Now, are you definitely going to be there? No, or are you going to come after the show and go, oh, no, I can't really make it because it's Sunday <laughs> night, it's a bit tricky? Well, I'm working Monday morning. I think you are as well. But yeah, so, mate, yeah, I'll the be radio. there. I'll be there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we, uh, for real? For real, 50 quid. What? Sorry? Well, I'm not going to get, you know... I'm not I thought gonna... these were freebies. So, yes, mate, they are for me. Hang it's on, so, so you've got a free you. ticket and you're charging me 50 quid? It's a discount for you, yeah. Freebie for me, discount for you. Nah, forget it then. Unbelievable. You can come for free, Justin. Of course you can. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, there we go, you see. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number. Uh, If you want to give us a call... 
Ah, dear, only another ten minutes to go. Shall we crack on? Women's sex drive peaks in their 20s, then fizzles out between 41 and 45. Huh? It's often claimed that women become more sexually confident as they get older. But it turns out they actually feel the most frisky in their 20s, while their 40s and 50s aren't really that fabulous at all. Blimey. What, what am I waiting for, then? In fact, women often suffer from increasing insecurity in the bedroom as they get older. A survey has revealed... Who does... Why? I don't understand why people are doing these surveys. Who does these surveys? I know. Let's find out um, when women are feeling the fruitiest, shall we? Let's uh, go around and ask a bunch of women when they are feeling the fruitiest. The research also quashed the belief that the onset of the menopause... Oh, uh, women say the four to ten years leading up to the menopause called the... Oh, blimey. The perimenopause. That just sounds uh, inappropriate, doesn't it? I wish I hadn't started reading this now. It suddenly got very uh, biological. The poll found... <clears throat> poll being the operative word... That sexually, women <clears throat> were most unhappy between the ages of 41 and 45... More than a third blamed this on a lack of energy, while 60% of those over 40 said they suffered from a low sex drive and no longer wanted to make love to their partners. I think once you get past the age of 53, it should be verboten. No, no sex. There's German for forbidden. Or something like that. But Gwynny, 42, says, I'm still keen on sex. It's sex, sex, sex. This is the Daily Mail, by the way, guys. Uh, this is the uh, uh, newspaper of uh, peace, love and indeed harmony. If you need advice on fashion, relationships or just what to have for dinner, Gwyneth Paltrow is your woman. Oh. Now she's explained the importance of sex in her life as she reaches 42. Hey, she's the same age as me. How come I look better than her? See, it's just the good genes. Good genes. And she told how she is more comfortable with her body as she gets older. I believe, she said, as cheesy as it sounds... In exercise, laughing, having sex... Being yourself. Well, yeah, it's easy to do for you, Gwyneth, because you've got, like, loads of money and stuff and don't have a proper job. And you've got nannies and loads of money and stuff. Oh, yeah, and you don't have a proper job. I believe in having sex. And I feel way more comfortable in a bathing suit now than I did 20 years ago. The Oscar-winning actress who, uh, you know, I try to think, what, what has she been in that was any good? Was she the one in Something About Mary? She's the one with the eyes. Is she the one with the eyes? There's one actress that's got funny eyes. I think that, I mean, you know, she's all right, but... The Oscar-winning actress who dispenses advice on her lifestyle website, Goop, also told how she has relaxed a little about her children's diet. Once, she would not allow Moses to eat apple. That's a joke. I made a joke there because one of the children is called Apple. It's not what it says. I'll read on. 
Once she would not allow Apple, ten, and Moses, eight, her children with... Oh, you're, you're nuts. She wouldn't allow Apple and Moses to eat pasta, bread or rice. Are you kidding me? That's all we eat in my house. My boys were making what they call yo-shushi last night. Daddy, we're making yo-shushi. Do you want some? Um, no, because I see exactly how you're making it. And when you are putting the rice in there by hand, then sucking your fingers off and then putting more rice in there and putting Hellman's mayonnaise in, I'm kind of all right, guys. These days, there are fewer rules, she said. Then I don't understand this sentence. This sentence is like uh, code. If my kids want a Shirley Temple with the radioactive cherry in it, go for it, you know. Uh? The hell are you talking about, woman? It's all happening in the mail, by the way. The mail, of course... And, guys, I, 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 I'll have to, you know, doff my cap to being a lonely voice here. A voice in the wilderness. Mark my words, I speak of the truth. None of you have phoned up to support me on this, saying there should be more swearing on the television. Four in ten think there's too much swearing on TV, says Catherine Rushton, media and technology editor. That's the kind of job I could dig. There is too much swearing on TV say four in ten viewers, while a third believe that explicit sex should be banned from screens. Explicit sex? There ain't no explicit sex. Research carried out by broadcasting watchdog Ofcom. That's a good voice, isn't it? I might use that later. After a raft of complaints found that older viewers are most concerned about bad language and sex scenes. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. The survey also found that 3 in 10 believe there is too much sex on television and a third of viewers think that explicit sex should never be shown. It isn't! It is never shown! What do you reckon about this, Melvin? Oh, I've just set, I'm going to sip the coffee then. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, you, you've just been wittering on this morning about absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. you know, we, we need some content here. What content would you like, content. Melvin? Ah, uh, uh, that's what you get paid for, you and your lovely girls. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get paid for producing content. I'm delivering you... Just... Melvin, I'll tell you what, yeah. OK, you're right, there we go. Let's have some content. This is for you, Melvin. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's called Content. Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we're monkeying around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We don't want the time to get restless There's always something new Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down We're just trying to be friendly Come and watch us sing and play We're the young generation And we've got something to say Look over your shoulder Guess who'll be standing there Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And 
up your bum. Right, I've got to try and make peace with a man I haven't seen for 20 years now. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, Val. That's it. That's your lot. Let's get some Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. So that's between a lorry and a car which has closed a lane and starting to cause it to get very busy. Also anti-clockwise on the M25, it's slow from Junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. And it's busy on the M40 towards London from the M25 towards the A40 at the Denham roundabout. In Ware on the High Street, it's been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down at Church Street. And in Borehamwood, it's still slow on the A1 southbound with queues from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. Smelt the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. When will people realise that, um, um, uh, guess what, guys? It's a persona. It's not real. It's called a radio show. That's it. That's your lot. Back tomorrow at six. Fingers crossed. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should people be fined for wrongly parking in parent and child spaces? An Aylesbury mum is petitioning a local MP, David Lidlington, to give all parents badges to prove they can use parent and child spaces in town. The permits will be given when your child is born and then they'd expire when they reach five years old. Anyone parking in a space without the permit would be fined. Well, Ashlyn Sergei says parents with young children should be treated with the same consideration as disabled blue badge holders. And Tesco have already contacted her to say that they'll pilot a new scheme to more actively police their parent and child spaces. Well, I want to hear your reaction to this this morning. Should people be fined for wrongly parking in parent and child spaces? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford MP backing Yarlswood closure calls, alleged Aylesbury abuse victim to continue giving evidence and former England star linked with Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners say they hope hundreds of people will join a demonstration at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire next month. They're calling on the new government to close the centre. Among those supporting the campaign is the Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. Well, I think Yarlswood should close, but I think that closure should be part of a wider reform by the the Home Secretary about the use of detention in managing immigration. I think it's become a default 
position from the Home Office and I, I think it raises very serious concerns in a number of areas. A woman who says she was sexually abused by 11 men in Aylesbury will continue to give evidence at the Old Bailey later. The woman, referred to as Girl A, told the jury yesterday that she first had sex with one of the men on trial when she was 12 years old. The 11 men deny a total of 49 offences.